or mortgage rate rise anymore. Cash Call Mortgage can still refinance your loan at a low fixed interest rate for a flat fee of just $995 and will pay all third-party closing costs. Call 855-875-CASH today to begin the quick and easy process. We close most loans in less than 21 days to get you the cash you need fast. That's 855-875-CASH. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Corp, DBA, Cash Call Mortgage, One City Boulevard, Orange, California, 92868, NMLS, 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms, conditions, and restrictions. That's 855-875-CASH. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. Our new swing set is really being enjoyed. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy, and within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Underground utility lines such as water, electric, natural gas, and cable TV are everywhere. Having them marked before you dig can prevent injuries or potential fines. Make it really easy. Download the free 811 app. The app allows you to enter your address, select the work you'll be doing, and submit your locate request in one quick and easy step. Click or call 811 before you dig and visit colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Stastny first on the puck. Stastny to the front of the net. Scores! The Jets have a 2-0 lead. And how about this? The Jets, for the third time in this series, have chased Pecorene. Pecorene has made his way down the tunnel. Jets win another faceoff. Sherratt behind his own net. And the Winnipeg Jets come into Nashville and take Game 7. And the Winnipeg Jets, for the first time in history, will advance to the Western Conference Championship against the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, here they come. Watch out, Will. I'll leave it at that. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show this morning. Fresh off our H&O concert last night. Uh, I missed the Nashville-Winnipeg game. Shocking to see the results. Winnipeg goes into Smashville and quiets down that crowd. Just silences that crowd. Fellas, how much did we complain about the crowd chanting? How much chanting were they afforded last night when they got absolutely boat raced by the Jets? Well, there may not be a more overhyped thing in all of sports than home ice advantage. In this series, the home team was two and five. The Predators lost game five against the Abs in the first round on their home ice with the chance to close things out. And there is no building in the NHL that is more intense, intimidating, whatever word you want to use, than Bridgestone Arena, and it still doesn't matter. So if it doesn't matter in Nashville, it doesn't matter anywhere. It was uh, amazing to watch, even though I didn't watch it. Amazing to hear what evolved. For those who did watch it, I didn't because they wouldn't allow you to turn the television on in the suite while at a concert. By the way, you might want to let me know about that next time. My I'm bad. here with the remote control trying to watch the uh, the Rockies game and the Preds game, and I got like half the security team at Pepsi Center 
trying to tackle me. No, you can't turn the televisions on. Why? Not allowed to. Is he going to distract Daryl and or John? Uh, you're not allowed to turn the televisions on anywhere in the in the facility That's during the concert. Silly rule. I, I don't. I mean, come on. We live in the in the age of multitasking. You couldn't I watch could it on your to the phone. Concert and watch a game. Watch it on your phone. My my phone was out. Oh. like middle of the day. It was oh. done. I okay. had nothing. Sorry. So what happened in the game? Can somebody explain to me what? How well, did they dominate Nashville? Winnipeg just came out and it they were playing you know like at a different speed and Pecorine gave up you know one fluky goal, one kind of soft goal. He got run ten minutes into the game, which to me is head scratching. It's two nothing and you're gonna pull out the Vesna Trophy winner like that's odd. So unless something was wrong with him, he was sick, he was injured, whatever. That seems like an odd thing to do ten minutes into game seven. Um, I think it was Subban that got a goal to make it 2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you never really felt like Nashville was in it. I mean, they just got boat raced from the opening faceoff. Yeah, and we'll get to it here in a, a few minutes in big news. But Paul Stasny, Vic, I mean, he scores two goals. He comes over from St. Louis. Uh, that kind of buries the Blues. They don't even make the playoffs after the Avalanche eliminate them in game 82. And now Paul Stasny, uh, from DU and of course a long stint with the Avs is in the Western Conference Finals. Is it bandwagoned of me to throw my full support behind Winnipeg? I've already told you guys why. Uh, if there's going to be a Canadian team to break the streak, right, the jinx of non-Canadians winning the Cups, I, I want it to be Winnipeg. And, and I'm not sure why. Maybe because they have Stasny. Maybe because they did what the Avs couldn't do going to Nashville and win three times. But uh, I'm I'm all behind Winnipeg now. I well, want Winnipeg over Vegas. Vegas kind of feels like, and this is going to sound funny coming from an Avs fan, but really, let's let's let you earn it a little bit. It's year one, so that's Vegas is kind of out due to that. Uh, Tampa Bay has this weak system that they're putting in place to try and create some sort of home ice advantage. You're out, and Washington. We all kind of like to root against DC, don't we? I mean, come on, nobody's rooting for Washington DC. Winnipeg's the Canadian team. Hockey's huge up there. It's been since '93 that the last time a Canadian team won the won the cup. That's in a minute off the top of my head. So I'm with you, Vic. That is the team I am rooting for. Plus, it's Winnipeg. It's it's pretty cool. I've never been there, but apparently it's cold. Do you know what the average? I heard this this morning coming in. The average temperature in Winnipeg is annually across the board, okay, including let's, let's the summer, this including the summer. Okay, let me think about this because in the winter. I remember Moj telling me it was minus 20 or something like that and considered toasty. I will say the average temperature in Winnipeg is 41 degrees. HW? Uh, it's gotta be lower than that. 33. Marty and or Jesse? 29. 52. Uh, HW is our winner. It is 36 degrees. Are you kidding me? No. Average. That includes the summer. That includes July and August. Why would you live there? I don't know. Maybe I, what's the big industry there? Well, maybe I could do a more you know on Winnipeg next week. <laughs> maybe. Well, I don't know. The industry jets. I've already named the jets. Why are they call the jets? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've already. It's just kind of like a preview for the more you know. I'm already yeah. dropping all these facts about Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. You better stop while you're ahead. So, Vic, who did you end up taking to the concert last night? We're all curious. My aunt and uncle. Nice. Wait a minute. You took two people? Yeah. You had two tickets. I know. That is such a Vic move. Well, that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> it's so you. Uh, did you wear a suit? Cause you can get in anywhere with a suit. 
No, I actually just got back from the Boykins Golf Tournament, so I walked in in my white belt and golf clothing. And you just walked right in? Well, no, I had tickets. You had two tickets. Don't worry about it. I took care of it. All right. Yeah, I, t- I got in. I got in sort of my aunt and uncle. And let me tell you, seated there in the suite watching the concert, God, I felt old. You know, you just, I felt old. And I'm at that point now. I don't know how my boy, uh, Marty O has seen Dave Matthews 27 times or whatever the number is. Because I've now seen Hall of Notes three times in three years. And I love him. I love everything. But it's now too predictable. You know what I'm saying? It's now at the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to need a little time off. I got it down. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine seeing that same concert again no, tonight? Yeah, I'm going to take a break. I'm with you, man. I got I, maybe two concerts a year in me. Yeah, I have no idea how people will go see the same band over and over again and refashion as new material. What do you do? They're loons. Yeah, They're Marty, loons. like, follows Dave Matthews around the country. Yeah, it's a different set list every time, so it's not predictable. That's yeah. the that's the thing. What do, you, yeah. wait, wait, what do you mean by a different set list? It's the same songs, different order? No, it's just completely different songs every show. Every song he sings sounds like the same song. Okay. You're exactly right, Vic. All right. Well, if that's how you guys feel, go listen At to Manny. At least Hall and Oates has some diversity. I mean, they have some R&B. They have some disco. Rock. Hall and Oates, every era. They got 70s, 80s, 90s. I mean, whatever, whatever you want. They got slow. They got fast. Did they sing their new song with Train? Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. So you basically just like all their old stuff, their 80s yeah. stuff. There's yeah, one genre that all exactly. all of them sound the same. Because yep. you could play 20 notes and you can't tell if it's Man Eater or no. Whoa, Whoa, it, Here She Comes or I don't know, whatever the it's, songs it's are. It's so funny how that works, too. I mean, you get accustomed to hearing a certain song. That's all you want to hear. I don't want to hear anything new. And that's when it hit me. I'm old and grumpy. I'm a curmudgeon. I don't like the mountains. I gotta reassess things. You, uh, you got a lot of feedback on your grumpiness, uh, that was on the show yesterday. Yeah, I know. And by the way, I got a lot of people saying, I can't believe you have the mountains listed at number three on your list. How do you hate the mountains? Let me rephrase. I don't hate the mountains. I never said I hated them. I said they're overrated. I'm a lifelong Coloradan, so I've, I've seen them every day. I, I don't, I don't need them anymore. I'm done with them. I think that's I just said I hate them. Totally fair. And you don't hate people who go there. It did crack me up, Vic, how many people were so offended by your list yesterday. Like, really? You're offended by that? You think they said that seriously or was it done in jest? Oh, no. People are legitimately offended yeah, by everything. People nowadays. are offended. What were they most offended by? Uh, I think the, the beer one certainly offended some people. Wow. Dogs. I mean, you, you, you just were poking the bear, so to speak, with the dog stuff. I mean, you say anything remotely negative about dogs, you ticked yeah. off half the... Manchester city. was offended about the lightning. Um, that yeah. one really got him going. Yeah. All I right, wasn't well. offended. I just thought it was ridiculous <laughs> and wrong. Lightning well, and snakes. <laughs> we'll Top read 11. some of those, uh, those tweets and texts that have come in since then. Cause, uh, you're right. It was a, um, it was a list that, that drew a lot of feedback. I'll leave it at that. Time now for big news. What big headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news. 
right now. This is why we love sports. I said all along, I mean, if Nashville can go into Winnipeg and take game six the way they did, they're going to win game seven. They got it on home ice. They're going to come back home in front of their home fans and win game seven. It's a, it's a lock. It's a no brainer. It's a layup. Put it on the board. No, I'm wrong. This is sports. This is why we watch. Winnipeg stuns Nashville 5-1. Old friend Paul Stasny with two goals and an assist. Obviously feel feel uh, very much responsible for uh, season ending at this point and tough to swallow biggest moment of the season you um, you know it's a terrible feeling you know you let your uh, let your teammates down That is a Peke Rene the goalie who was pulled from the game happened during the Av series by the way heck of a goaltender but did not have it last night in the most important night of the season They have a quick hook Nashville for him points. What's that? He's got a quick hook. They, they well, yanked him in the game against the, the Avs, too. Yeah, three times in these playoffs. Weird. He's been yanked. Weird. Well, produce. You're, you're, you're the guy that usually has no room for error. Produce. Okay. And you won't get hooked. Rockies lose to the Brew Crew 5-2, thanks to this. This ball is well hit left center field by Desmond, and it is off the wall, and it kicks towards center. Desmond... Heading towards third, and he'll have himself a triple. Well, that was a good news. Ian Desmond got a hit last night. The rest of the team struggled at the plate, and that's how you lose 5-2 to the Brewers. Lions coach, dude who wears the pencil behind his ear, Matt Patricia, defending his name from a 1996 indictment, sexual assault. Here's what he had to say. I find it unfair and upsetting that someone would bring this claim up over two decades later for the sole purpose of hurting my family, my friends, and this organization with the intention of trying to damage my character and credibility. I was innocent then, and I am innocent now. Jerry Jones blames himself, says it's his fault that the Dallas Cowboys missed their window of winning an NFL championship. Yeah, Vic, did you see the quotes from Jerry Jones that he dropped the ball, and that's why Witten... And Romo never got a title. Kind of crazy to see an owner say that, right? Well, I mean, how did he exactly drop the ball? I mean, he's just saying that. Yeah, well, but he said he, he, didn't, he didn't put enough pieces around Witten and Romo and Des Bryant and all those guys to win Boy, a title. Found they that did have a dynamic offense for many years that they wasted away, didn't they? No doubt. No doubt. The year that the uh, Broncos went into Dallas and that game in the, the newly... Uh, the new Jerry's world, where remember Peyton Manning ran that that quarterback sneak around the left side. Mm-hmm. That was a high scoring. That was a good Dallas team, very good Dallas team that couldn't get it done. Didn't they score like a hundred points that day? It was one on a Danny Trevathan interception it was that 50, set up a field goal. Fifty-one forty-eight, so it was ninety-nine. Ninety-nine yeah. points. That That's was off the, the top of my head. That was the Peyton Manning bootleg where he faked yeah, out to Marcus yeah. Ware. And you're right, it was a Danny Trevathan pick yeah. that set up the win. All right, when we come back, our piping hot takes a little bit later today, 9 a.m. Pleased to announce we will be joined on the show by George Carl, former Nuggets head coach. His thoughts on the way these playoffs are going. Uh, the final four is set. No one's surprised by the final four. Bit of a surprise how they got there, though. Who does he like to get to the finals? We'll talk to George. Your hot takes and mine coming up next on Altitude 950. 
there's a lot to smile about these days. I mean, we live in a great state with some fantastic sports teams. Hi, this is Julie Brownman, and when you're enjoying all Colorado has to offer, smile like you mean it with Bobak Orthodontics. So I'm a little biased here. He took over my dad's own orthodontic practice. When my niece needs braces, that's where she's headed. And Dr. Bobak is a 20-year nugget season ticket holder. So obviously, I'm a big fan of Dr. Bobak. But I also know how important it is to get the right orthodontist to help kids, teens, and adults feel good about their smile. Dr. Bobak has successfully treated over 17,000 patients. He's won 26 dental awards, has over 800 five-star reviews, and has three convenient locations in Lakewood, Thornton, and Aurora. And this will make you smile. Let me save you $200. Make an appointment today for a consultation and a panoramic x-ray. And it's free. For straighter teeth, a radiant smile, and more confidence, head to BobakOrtho.com. That's B-O-B-A-K-Ortho.com. And smile like you mean it. It's time to bring breakfast back at the Delectable Egg. Start your day with an amazing omelet, a delicious skillet, some pancakes, or how about some eggs? There's a lot of places to get eggs, but only one locally owned and with so many delicious locally sourced products made fresh daily. The Delectable Egg. So get cracking. The Delectable Egg at five metro locations, including Lodo, Downtown, DTC, Lowry, and Westminster. Ask about catering and hatch some great deals with a Delectable Egg rewards program at DelectableEgg.com. What will you do with your $5,000 bonus? First Transit is hiring full-time drivers. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Starting pay is $15.38 an hour. $15.38 an hour paid training and a $5,000 hiring bonus for drivers. Benefits after 30 days. No experience required. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. What will you do with your $5,000 hiring bonus? Go to work for First Transit. Apply today in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. Summer is coming and so are the deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is your destination for the best deals in the state on over 300 Nissans. Like the Nissan Rogue as low as $249 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, get complimentary maintenance for one year with every purchase. Off I-25 at 104th or online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. 2018. <laughs> Does your child have asthma? National Jewish Health, one of the leading respiratory hospitals in the nation, is conducting an asthma research study. If your child is between the ages of 5 to 17, has asthma, and takes daily asthma medications, your child may qualify to participate in this research study. Study-related asthma testing, medications, and financial compensation will be provided to qualified participants. If you would like to receive more information on this asthma research study, please call National Jewish Health. Health today, 303-398-1470. Once again, 303-398-1470. Or visit our website at njhealth.org slash clinical trials. That's njhealth.org slash clinical trials. National Jewish Health. Science transforming life. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your Legal Minute. Today we're talking about the very first phone call with the insurance adjuster for the at-fault party. Do you know what to do? Do you know what to say? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you shouldn't do? 
You don't. You know, for that instance, in that situation, the insurance adjuster, that's an ordinary day and event for him or her. It's not an ordinary day or event for you. You need to understand your rights. You need a legal game plan. You need it laid out for you in a free initial consultation. At Bell & Pollock, that's what we do. That's what we can do for you. A game plan for the way the accident happened, a legal game plan for your injuries, damages, and losses to prove them. Bell & Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell & Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Speeds are good through the Tech Center right now. Still up to full speed working your way on I-25 uh, through the Tech Center. Southbound I-25 is slowing down, though, between Thornton Parkway and 84th. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Southbound 225 jamming up between Iliff and Yosemite. An accident reported 17th and Winecoop. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McGlaw. Laughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Jets win another faceoff. Sherratt behind his own net. And the Winnipeg Jets come into Nashville and take game seven by a final score of five to one. And the Winnipeg Jets, for the first time in history, will advance to the Western Conference Championship against the Vegas Golden Knights. And it will start Saturday night at Bell MTS Place. Five one-year final here in Nashville. And the Jets take the series four games to three. You know, unlike the NBA playoffs, the NHL, they don't waste any time. Let's get on with it. That round is over. Get on to the Western Conference Finals, Vegas and Winnipeg, Saturday. On the text line, somebody writes in, and uh, I need your help on this, guys, because I'm not exactly sure how to answer. Uh, hey, Vic, I'm curious. How do you guys decide who you want to win the Stanley Cup just based on feelings? Aren't you supposed to be a sports show that goes into heavy analysis about analysis about teams and players and not on feelings? That's from Rick. Help me out with that. You know what I'm going to say, so you guys help me out. Um, well, I would say this. Sports and fandom in general is totally based on feelings. It's right? all subjective, man. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you a Broncos fan because you really analyzed it and blah, blah, blah? No, you grew up here. Uh, they were on the TV. You saw your parents get excited when things were going well. You wanted to be part of the fun. Like, give me a break. I mean, come on. I'm going to sit down and analyze this like it's four stocks, and I'm going to decide which one to buy. Yeah. And I would tell Rick, too, if the Avs had played in Game 7 last night, we'd be sitting down and analyzing it today. Oh, it so was a Jets-Predators game. Well, it's I, so I, funny. You know I like the is? way Winnipeg, hey. Winnipeg plays in the blue line, yeah, so, so they deserve great. to win the Cup. You, you know my answer to what that kind of comment is, right? You know, You know what that's a product of. Correct. That mm. is fantasy sports right there. Um, there it is. Maybe. No, no, no. Maybe that's what it is. That's why I hate fantasy sports. Right there. Everything's about numbers and stats and production. Analyze. I need analysis. Give me the numbers. I got the numbers for you. Saturday night. I hope Winnipeg beats Vegas and somebody vomits. That's my number. I, I got nothing else to tell you. I don't care. Sports is personal, man. Sports is subjective. Sports is about your how you feel. It's not about numbers. You can have numbers, which is ironic because part of my hot take is about numbers today. But anyway, it's, I, I've never understood the need to be fed this beast all the time. Numbers, numbers. No, that's not why I'm in it. I'm in it for the people, the passions. I told you about this last week. Patrick Saunders 
wrote a great piece in the Post on Adam Adovino. And when we look at Adam Adovino, he corrected himself by going all scientist on his spin rate and all that business. But he wrote a piece about his background, his personal, um, his life and how he grew up, his parents. It was, it was awesome. It gives you an indication of why he is the way he is. That's why we watch. By the way, you got your post, I see. Uh, I did. I walked outside this morning at, a, I don't know, it was 5.40, 5.45. It was sitting on the step. It was almost like the, the driver came up and just placed it there for me. It was perfect. What do you think? Serious. What do you think happened? Because I don't know. I got it every day. Somebody listened. Somebody I, listened. I got it every day this week. It was just late every day. So I would, it wasn't there by the time I left the house and I'd come home and it was there, which is totally useless. It's borderline useless in the morning. It's completely useless in the afternoon, but there, there it was this morning. And I just, I feel so complete. Like I am in the best mood and I'm going to have a terrific day. I can just well, tell. You are we in a came, better mood. I can tell. <laughs> we came oh so close yesterday from canceling your subscription. Actually, two days ago. Yeah. But we couldn't get to um, a human being on the other end. So now you still get the paper, and now you get it not only delivered on time, but right on the doorstep. That yeah. is customer service at its finest. So for all the yelling you did at the post, how about a little kudos? Come on. You know what? Let's let them get it to me more than one day in a row. <laughs> Time now for our piping hot takes. Let's go. I am the greatest because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present piping hot takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's hot take. Great piece in the athletic this morning by Jason Stark. Handles baseball on a national level. Five ideas that could help put the action back in baseball. So we've all talked about the home run to strikeout ratio and how crazy it's becoming. The lack of offense in the game. Baseball in 2018, writes Jason. More strikeouts than hits. The fewest hits per game since 1972. I was three. A pace that is leading the sport toward 10,000 fewer balls in play this year than in 2009. Wow. You think about it that way. That's amazing. So what he did is polled a bunch of people in the game. Executives, former executives, players, former players, managers, and asked what could they do to fix baseball? Because this is what we do every year, right? We're always trying to fix baseball. And among the items he came up with from this poll... Number one, eliminate the shift. Too many shifts, too much analytics, too much knowledge about where a guy's going to hit the ball. It's causing guys to try and hit it over the shift. When they try to hit it over the shift, they strike out. So eliminate the shift. Uh, shrink the strike zone. This is an age old, right? We've heard about shrinking and widening the strike zone for years. That, that's nothing new. Limit pitching changes. I like that. That's my, that's perhaps my favorite on this list. How many pitching changes during the course of a game do we see today versus 50 years ago? Limit the amount of pitching changes. You're out there, you gotta finish the damn inning. Change the ball or the bat. I, I think that's a bit extreme. Agree. I mean, what are you gonna do? Cork every bat now? And the last one, I don't understand. I, I don't understand what it means. Reward some stat I've never heard of. The point I'm trying to get to is this. Every year, we try to fix baseball. It's the one sport that seems to be always in repair mode, right? Every year, oh, the games are too long. 
Ah, oh, the games, it's just too hard to watch. Why do we, why do we try to fix something that is timeless? Something that still works. People still go to the games. Last I checked, you go to the Rockies Brewers game tonight, there gonna be a lot of people there. A lot of people from Milwaukee. Why are we trying to fix it all the time? Just leave it alone. It'll fix itself. You can make minor changes here and there. It's fine. It's like people trying to fix golf. Make the cup bigger. Give me a break. Leave it alone. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. Speaking of the Rockies, they've now scored two runs total in their last two games at Coors Field. They lose last night 5-2. Now 6-9 and nine at home on the season. And it was just another ugly night. Yuli Shasin comes in and looks like Cy Young. You'll remember that name. Uh, Shasin had some nice moments in a Rockies uniform, but I don't exactly remember the big wins he had in the months of August and September. Uh, frustrating that you get two runs and one's off a story home run and the other's off a Desmond triple that he scores on an error little league home run. Rockies too boomer bust right now for my taste, especially when you only score two runs in two games at 20th and Blake. Gotta figure something out and figure it out quick because it doesn't matter how good you are on the road. If you can't win at home, you're not going to win the NL West. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. There's been a uh, lot of conversation on social media uh, the last couple days about Ian Desmond being booed at Coors Field. Have you guys uh, A, heard him being booed and B, seen any of this conversation? Yes, yes and yes. Heard the boos after every strikeout the other night, and the conversation is everywhere. Yes. Okay, and I, I get it. I understand why people are on the non-booing side of the argument. It just doesn't seem very nice. It's kind of mean. He's not trying to struggle. He's not trying to strike out. He's working hard and all the field day crap that we get from that side of the argument. I'm pro-booing in case you didn't get it. Uh, but here's why I'm happy to see this down at Coors Field. I think it's a sign that Denver is starting to mature as a baseball market. Here's the thing. It tells me a couple of uh, a couple of different things about this city and the fans that are going to Coors Field. One, there's expectations. People expect this team to win this year. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, "Ah, hey, let's go down, hope they win, hope they have a good we have a good time, but if they lose, no big deal. We'll hit some microbrews on the way out." That's not the case anymore. They expect to win. The other part is, and this is the key because it's really easy to have expectations to win, and it's really easy to look at the scoreboard and see if you are or you aren't. There's an awareness of what's going on with this team that I don't know that we've had in the past. The fact that Ian Desmond is getting booed tells me, A, people know he's struggling. He's hitting 178 with six home runs and 16 RBI. That's the definition of struggling. But the bigger thing is they know he's earning $22 million. And at $22 million, you shouldn't be hitting 178. If Ian Desmond was hitting 178 in New York or Boston or Chicago or St. Louis or any place we consider, quote-unquote, a good baseball market, he'd be getting booed every time he struck out. When he you put couch a, that with a number, by the way, at $22 million. Is it okay to bat a buck 78 at $2 No, million? no, no, it's not. It's not. It's never okay to bat 178. But it's worse to bat 178 at $22 million. So... Rockies fans are starting to act like fans in quote unquote baseball markets, and I think that's a good thing. That's it's, a good. You're right. It's no longer just go down to Coors Field, hang out, have a couple beers, watch the sunset, pick up on some chicks. I'm fine with all those things. That's cool. That's a good time. But the fans in the stands actually know what's happening on the field, and it's evidenced by the fact that they're booing Ian Desmond. 
I'm pro-booing for more reasons than one. I am so with you on that, the anti-field day approach. Oh, and, you know, I liken right. it to what we do. If we do something that people don't like, we hear about it, right? Yeah. Now, we may not like the reaction. We argue. We call people out. but Whatever. But at least we're told what they don't like. You want reaction and feedback. That makes you better. Now, it may not help the cause if you're a struggling player out there and your hometown teams are just killing you. But it's letting you know this isn't good enough. It's not good enough for the money you make. Again, I went to that Rockies game last year with you, Will, and Jesse. Yeah. The game where Jesse took his shirt off. A year ago yesterday, 366 days ago, yeah. Very embarrassing when he, when he went naked. It was your idea. But you started, you started yelling at Bud Black for no apparent reason. It was like... The, <laughs> That's the most- not true. <laughs> I was aware of the situation. We I was the only draft beer. I was the only guy in the stands who knew what the hell was happening and why he should be booed. But go ahead. So the reason I bring that up is fans are sophisticated enough to know when it's worth booing or worth calling names or worth heckling or worth what other fans know when it's proper. Now that day it was improper. Everybody no. around us is looking at you going, "Who's this whack job?" But if a guy goes 0 for 4 with the golden sombrero, it's totally proper and necessary. You see what I'm saying? No, I'm with you. Here's the, here, last year, it was an old Rockies fan, uh, uh, crowd. They looked at me like, what are you booing about? When I was completely right with the situation, Bud Black deserved to be booed out of the dugout. Nobody knew what the hell was, was going on. That was premature booing. Nobody knew what the hell was going on other than me. This year, they're actually aware. Welcome aboard, Rockies fan. They fans. got a two-run single out yeah, of it. Lucky. Yeah. Just because it turned out right doesn't mean it was the right decision. Only Manchester <laughs> could boo intent. He, like he knew what he was thinking. <laughs> it was unbelievable, really. Uh, but you're right. I, I, as a fan, it is your unadulterated right, okay? You can do what you want at the game outside of physical violence and, you know, you don't want to get personal. But you those who don't boo or get mad or you're not even, you're a cheerleader. You don't think he knows he's struggling? What are you, his mother? Give me a break. <laughs> um, my daughter has field day today. If so she doesn't son. win, yeah, if she doesn't win the 50 yard dash, should I boo? There's nothing to win at my son's field day. Oh, don't tell me it's the newfound field oh, day. Oh, it's field day. It's oh, field it's day field in the day. ultimate Again, field morning. Morning. Field, morning. Day field, field day. day. Oh, God. I'm so, so ticked. As a parent, though, if your kids do not produce to your standards, do you boo your children? I think that's fine. <laughs> We'll have a little talk, put it that way. <laughs> when we come back, why is Phil Mickelson wearing a frickin' dress shirt playing golf? You got the Vic Lombardi shirt. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50. And now is the time to talk with your kids about the dangers of alcohol, marijuana, and other drugs, including the misuse of prescription drugs. Start the conversation and let your kids know that you want what's best for their future. Find conversation starters, tips, and other resources at speaknowcolorado.org. Now is the time to talk. Visit speaknowcolorado.org to learn more. Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers and Mississippi. They're a AAA approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three year, 36,000 mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at Ken's Auto Service Inc.com. Hey, sports 
fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage. That's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. Hey there, Denver. It's your boy, Ryan Harris. Are you sore from running, hiking, playing piano, heck, even adulting? If you are, join me and many others by seeing our friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Center for Spine and Orthopedics has over 115 years of combined surgical and pain management experience. They do everything from hips, elbows, shoulders, and knees, all of which I've used after a 10-year career, and they have everything you need right where they are. MRIs, surgery, lab, x-rays, everything right on their premises. And that was huge for me as a parent with little time. So check out the Center for Spine and Orthopedics and their 200 Google reviews and testimonials from patients who love getting their care at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. And trust me, you will too. So give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. Do you have glaucoma or high eye pressure? Are your daily eye drops interrupting your life? Local doctors are conducting a clinical research study of an investigational dropless therapy and are in need of participants. You must have glaucoma or high eye pressure in both eyes, be at least 18 years old, and have not had surgery for your glaucoma. Qualified participants will receive study medication at no cost. You will receive regular study-related eye exams by an eye doctor throughout the study. No insurance is needed, and compensation is available. For more information and to see if you qualify, please call 1-866-MY-EYES or visit eyecarestudy.com. That's 1-866-MY-EYES or E-Y-E-C-A-R-E study.com. Limited space is available. Call or visit today. Visit eyecarestudy.com or call 1-866-MY-EYES today. Altitude Sports is your TV home of the Colorado Rapids. Tune in Saturday as the Rapids return to Dick's Sporting Goods Park to host the New York Red Bulls. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. only on Altitude Sports. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. We are catching delay now on Southbound I-225, making your way between Iliff and Yosemite. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. If you're on I-25, it's accident-free, not hearing of anything, but Southbound is running slow. Thornton Parkway to 84th Avenue and stop and go between Washington Street Bridge and the Downing Street Bridge. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McGlough. Laughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Rockies fans are starting to act like fans in quote unquote baseball markets, and I think that's a good thing. That's it's, a good, you're right. It's no longer just go down to Coors Field, hang out, have a couple beers, watch the sunset, pick up on some chicks. I'm fine with all those things. That's cool. That's a good time. But the fans in the stands actually know what's happening on the field, and it's evidenced by the fact that they're booing Ian Desmond. I'm pro-booing for more reasons than one. 
Pick up some chicks, huh? Is that why people go to baseball games? I was a little overly intense about uh hanging out, drinking a beer, watching the sunset, and picking up chicks, especially for like seven twenty six in the morning. I don't I don't know what I was what was going on there. <laughs> picking up chicks at the Rockies game. My self awareness is at an all time high, and that was uh, that was a little overly intense. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it. Hey, in all honesty, I I have made that recommendation several times, like. To change the the scenery at uh, Pepsi Center for a lot of games, I like what they've done at the the Rockies games with the patio and all that business, right? Um, I yeah. don't know, youngsters out there, do you guys do you guys go to the patio to pick up chicks? I I don't know. Maybe they should maybe they should put one in a Pepsi Center, a big club in the corner of the arena where not only can you watch the games but you can pick up chicks. Yeah, the party deck is a uh, fun over. At Coors Field, but what I like to tell people is it's just a giant bar with a baseball game in the background. Great. No, I know it's great in this time of year, but I would never be on the party deck in September or October. That doesn't sound like a heck of a lot of fun to me. Can you put, like, um, garage doors there, close it down, and actually turn it into a club in the off season? I do wonder if they've thought about hosting, like, private events up there. Can you imagine if you had, like, your... Rehearsal dinner up there in, yeah. in, in the off season. I mean, the weather would be dicey, but that could be why, cool. Why not? Uh, guys, I want to talk a little bit about, um, fashion and sports. Such a huge topic on this show. What is Phil Mickelson doing wearing a long sleeve button down dress shirt on a golf course while playing professional golf? What's the problem? <laughs> Have you ever played golf? Yeah. Okay, you ever played golf with a, a long sleeve shirt that's a button down shirt that's not made for golf? And, and I know he's got a sponsorship deal, so I'll, I'll answer my own question, okay? It's pretty clear what he's doing, even though he looks, in my opinion, idiotic, but that's fine. I mean, cause the reason he's doing it is cause he's making money. It, it's, it's a money grab. So he's wearing this long sleeve shirt, something you'd wear at a wedding, and in the middle of the heat, that's fine, the humidity, and he's doing it because he's got a partial stake, undisclosed stake in the company, as well as cash up front. So if you want to trot around with the shirt, at least produce. Dude shot 79 yesterday. He's plus two today. He's done. Are you more mad about the shirt or that he shot a 79? I'm more mad about the shirt. It just okay. looks dumb. Dude, everything that comes out that's new or somebody that sets a new trend, everybody goes, that looks dumb. Remember when the it, Broncos it, unveiled new oh, uniforms? Those are terrible. Now that's almost fine. everybody's looks like that. Okay, I, I I can't tell you if I'll ever wear a button-down dress shirt on a golf course. Have you ever tried to hit golf balls with a button dress? It's impossible. Well, who decided it's, oh, it's a polo with two buttons? Whoever decided that was what we're supposed to wear? Well, who was I'm this guy? To, I'm when talking was about that performance. Meeting? It's not what it looks like. It's what you're, you, you have to be able to make a swing. Well, if you it's about, to okay. turn the body. Then we should all wear tank tops. I mean, yeah, the, oh it's, it's more freeing. Long sleeve shirts on the golf course. With buttons. Again, you, you sound like Dude, you've never played golf. No, I mean, you're, how, how do you make a swing? Half the time when you and I argue, you go into this, oh, snob, aren't you? And you're sounding like such a snob right now. You're a golf snob. He's been to Augusta. <laughs> right. He's And he's seen the blueprints. I just don't <laughs> like the look. I just think it looks <laughs> That's ridiculous. I don't think it matters. I think if he can play in it, which yesterday's evidence that maybe he can't, Shot plus, shot 79. <laughs> then who cares? But if he can play in it, great. Speaking of 79, Vic, I played Welshire yesterday, and I almost killed someone. I was thinking what of happened? you after it happened. What happened? So you know 9, the par 3 there? 
Were you wearing a button-down shirt? I was not. I was Would wearing a polo. Would you ever wear a button-down shirt on the golf course? Ever? No. I'm wearing a button-down long-sleeve shirt right now. I can what? play golf in there. It's plaid, not flannel, though. Yeah, by the way, I wasn't wearing flannel the other day. That's a fabric. I was wearing plaid. That's a pattern. That's why you're so sensitive to this subject, because that's your shirt of choice. And you could probably play golf, but not well. But go on. I can't play. I could play in the most comfortable shirt in the world, and I'm not going to play well. Exactly, which is why your opinion is what it is. Do you know the number nine, the par three? No. Uh, no, I, I'm not one of those guys that has a photographic memory of golf courses. You know it. Didn't your brother get like married there or something? It's right there. It's right Doesn't by the clubhouse. I'm going to remember every hole, but whatever. All right. Well, I plopped one into the patio area while like all these dudes were drinking beers and everything and eating hot oh, dogs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Would you just let, let one fade a little too far? It was an ugly shot, and all of a sudden you hear the, the commotion of like, ah, we're going to have company up here, boys. So I have to make the walk of shame into all the regulars drinking their beers. I'd have like, left the ball. And like literally yeah, so I. hitting out of the patio. I hit a great flop shot within like 10 feet. It was no problem. I had to drop somewhere near a tree and call it I would have. Yeah, that wasn't me. I'll go buy you another top flight, dude. Vic, didn't uh, like Bobby Jones won, and but... Ben Hogan wear like ties and coats? Exactly, they did, and sweaters and cardigans and vests. So what's they the problem? Did. Well, they adapted. They they actually figured out that golf's a lot easier when you can swing freely. Should they just wear under uh under armor dry fits? So you want all fans to go to games wearing fedoras? I think and it'd be top it'd be coats? it'd be better. Yeah, the world would be better if we did. <laughs> I was at the Kentucky Derby. That's how people dress. And despite all the losing of money and drunkenness, I didn't see a single fight. Hmm. I think the attire had something to do with it. Uh, let's see. Chris says, playing golf in a shirt not made for golf. Oh, the humanity. It's golf. Oh Keep my it in God. perspective. What a snob. A go- playing golf in a shirt not made for golf. No, I guess the point oh. I'm trying to make is, man, is there a more obvious money grab than that? You might as well just, I mean... And, and I'm the one that's blasting folks for money grabs. That is the biggest money grab I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, he's been Altering the- your dress code, actually making it uncomfortable for you, making it tougher to swing the club for the sake of a money grab. That's what that is. Let's be honest. Probably that's what it is. Maybe he wants to do. Remember that's, when? That's exactly what it is. Remember when Dan Reeves started wearing a suit? On the sideline because he it thought it was keeping calm. Performance. It doesn't affect your performance as a coach. Uh, it, this affects one's performance. Maybe he Otherwise, other guys would be wearing those shirts. If you dress for success, you'll be no. successful. No, no, it didn't work. Dress it for the work. job you want. It didn't work. Just call it what it is. He's trying to sell shirts. Okay, just let's just be honest. All right. If a player said is if the player's trying to sell underwear and suddenly shows up on the course wearing his underwear outside of his trousers. This is trendy, man. I'm going to set the trend. You're trying to sell underwear. That's what you're doing. Well, if you're trying to sell shirts, don't go shoot a 79. The money grab is in. George Carl will join us at 9 a.m. this morning. Former Nuggets coach on the NBA playoffs. By the way, when are they going to start with the NBA playoffs again? Uh, like weeks. I think they start again in August. It's ridiculous. I mean, all the momentum, we were excited about the NBA, and then it's like, yeah, it's going to get it's out of sight, out of mind. Taking a little too long. NHL playoffs, move on with it. Let's go. Let's move on with it. We're back after this, Altitude 950. Dick. Man. 
The Man Lombardi. I still believe that if Peyton Manning is going to run a team and own a team, he's going to want control of that team. Vic Lombardi, weekday mornings, 7 to 10, on Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. You know, what good does it do you to buy in? Let's say he does buy in on the Carolina Panthers, and he throws them $250 million or $200 million, whatever it may be, and he's got minority interest in the team, but he doesn't have final say. I just don't know how much good that would do him. We're all looking for balance. We're so busy with family, with work. We forget about finding time for ourselves. If you know a busy mom who needs a retreat, Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa is an oasis where she can relax and do something good for herself. Get her a gift certificate to take a yoga class or have a five-star spa day with hot stone massage. It's a joyful way to get back into balance for mom or for you. Shop for gift certificates at 5wellbeing.com. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's the key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon one.com that's b-r-a-n-n-a-n the number one.com get a career in under a year with real opportunity to train for relevant careers at the colorado media school enrollment is open right now the colorado media school will prepare you with hands-on training by real industry pros in careers like social media and youtube on air tv and radio talent production video and audio editing camera and control room skills sports play-by-play sports commentating live broadcasts and so much more Graduate in months, not years. Call the Colorado Media School now at 303-937-7070. Summer is coming and so are the deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is your destination for the best deals in the state on over 300 Nissans. Like the Nissan Rogue as low as $249 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, get complimentary maintenance for one year with every purchase. Off I-25 at 104th or online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. 2018 Nissan Rogue is and JP 1257 There's a lot to smile about these days. I mean, we live in a great state with some fantastic sports teams. Hi, this is Julie Brownman, and when you're enjoying all Colorado has to offer, smile like you mean it with Bowback Orthodontics. So I'm a little biased here. He took over my dad's own orthodontic practice. When my niece needs braces, that's where she's headed. And Dr. Bowback is a 20-year nugget season ticket holder. So 
Obviously, I'm a big fan of Dr. Bobak, but I also know how important it is to get the right orthodontist to help kids, teens, and adults feel good about their smile. Dr. Bobak has successfully treated over 17,000 patients. He's won 26 dental awards, has over 800 five-star reviews, and has three convenient locations in Lakewood, Thornton, and Aurora. And this will make you smile. Let me save you $200. Make an appointment today for a consultation and a panoramic x-ray. And it's free. For straighter teeth, a radiant smile, and more confidence, head to BobakOrtho.com. That's B-O-B-A-K-Ortho.com. And smile like you mean it. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. We are catching delay now on Southbound I-225, making your way between Islip and Yosemite. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. If you're on I-25, it's accident-free, not hearing of anything, but southbound is running slow. Thornton Parkway to 84th Avenue and stop and go between Washington Street Bridge and the Downing Street Bridge. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McGlaughlin. Laughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely yeah, I got it going last night with this one. Whoa, one great song after another. No, they dropped the B word in this one. They did? Maybe I misheard it. Oh. I didn't hear that. H&O last night at Pepsi Center with train opening up. I got there in the middle of the train. They weren't bad together. Is train uh, like uh, Drops of Jupiter? Is that train? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They. What would you call that kind of music? Is that pop? What is that? Uh, I don't know that it's really pop. It's not alternative at all. Is it sort not of rock? Do like, they play it on the smooth? I think that is right down. Probably that is smooth. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It feels like the kind of music that the band Chicago would have been in like the seventies and eighties. What is that? Like adult contemporary? Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's yeah. AC. That's yeah. it. It's right, adult good. contemporary. Yeah. You're the program director. You would know the kind of programming. Paid to know the business. Uh, but you know, I was among the old people last night. That's what <laughs> the crowd is. Let's, let's be honest. And and I'm reading a great column uh, today in the Denver Post. You have your Denver Post right in front of you. I do. Yep. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the club. Uh, Mark Kisler wrote a, a column on Tim Howard, the goalie for uh, the uh, Colorado Rapids. And this one paragraph that caught my attention because he's so right, and it talks so much about uh, older players who play beyond uh, what people think they can. Uh, he says here, you know, he's 39 years old, okay? Tim Howard is 39 years old, still playing at the, uh, at the top of his game. Says, my week is hilarious. It's basically six days of getting my body ready to compete on Saturday. And then on Sunday morning, I start all over and do it again. It's religious. It's all consuming. I, it reminded me a little bit of Tom Brady, you know, at, at his age. He's exactly right. When you get to that, that, that age where your body's so sore, that you have to work just to get your body to prepared to play again, it almost gets you in a zone, a rhythm. You know, it's almost like it's a part of your life that you enjoy it. And I think he enjoy. I think Tom Brady enjoys that part. Peyton Manning enjoyed it, having to work all week just to be able to play one day. Well, I think for Type A people, um, a pattern, a routine, uh, it becomes addicting. And I think that those two guys are examples or those three guys are examples of people who fall into that category. 
Um, you know, they, they like to hear it's Monday. This is what I do. It's Tuesday. This is what I do. They're, they're creatures of habit. And you know what always bothers me? There's two things that bother me about sports fans. One, when they tell other sports fans how to celebrate if I, or if I want to do the wave and if I want to charge the field, whatever, go do your stupid tradition at your school. Up yours. That's number one. Number okay, two, little, little extreme there. <laughs> number two is when they tell athletes when to retire. Who are you to tell him to quit? Yeah. If somebody wants to pay him to play and he can keep playing, then he's got his, he's got his whole life to sit around at the at the Sun City in Arizona and drink pina coladas at the pool. I mean, if he wants to play, he can play. Yeah. Uh, and who am I to tell a guy what shirt he can wear on a golf course? By the way, somebody yeah. on the text line says, Vic, your boy Ravel, who blocked me on Twitter, just tweeted that Mickelson's shirt company had the highest sales day of the year yesterday. Exactly. Uh, say what it is. It's, it's a quick money grab. It's like an NASCAR. Okay. They, they sold shirts. That was a day to sell shirts. It wasn't a day to play golf. Well, you say that like it's a negative thing. No, it's not at all. If somebody, and somebody on the text line asked this, if somebody offered you big bucks to wear that shirt, would you wear it every damn day? You're darn right. But I'm not playing golf. What if you had to wear uh, a, a tie muscle? that made it hard for you to host Nuggets pregame, but you got paid a ton of money to do it? Name the price. Mm, million dollars. Of course I'd wear it every okay. damn day, and I'd do it willingly <laughs> and happily. Thank you for being honest. It doesn't mean that other people aren't allowed to be critical of it. Well, no, we would come we, on we here and say choices. How you know, can we, we make choices? That's fine. Why couldn't we couldn't understand half the words Lombardi said last night? What's going on? Yeah, we'd probably be critical of that. Um, I want to ask you guys a question because I just saw something on Sports Center, and I know this is going off the rundown, so I apologize, Will. I'm not too concerned. Wait, well, this was the portion where we had Vic. How was Holland Oates? Do yeah. you have stories? I recapped it in one sentence. Yeah, my weekend starts in like five hours and four minutes, so go ahead. What stores do you want? Do you like have like stories? A like it, it was a bunch of old people watching an old band. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Through a kegger? How, how was the listener you went with? Did you get backstage? Did you meet It was Darryl? crazy, dude. I mean, it was nuts. It was I mean, violence. and I have, Dude, I, whatever. Let me get to the bottom of this. I'm watching SportsCenter, and uh, that series that they have going, Dear Mom, where they have an athlete write a letter to their mother, and the mother unknowingly is in the house watching uh, from another room, and then the mother confronts the athlete. They just had uh, Denver, Denver's own from Denver South um, played for Arizona. Then what? Calais Campbell? Calais Campbell. And it's just so cool and heartwarming to watch that. I love Mother's Day stories, right? So I want to ask each of you and anybody out there, answer this question. Because I think mothers, they lose that, you know, everybody talks about dad and, and son playing ball. Mothers play such a pivotal role in athletes and even us as sports fans growing up. What's your greatest memory with your mom in sports? What would it be? I mean, HW, you went to a playoff baseball game with your mom just last year. Yeah. What's your greatest, what is your greatest memory? What did mom do for you? To help you become what you are today in sports. Well, there's a couple that stand out for me. One, um, got me a soccer net because I was a goalie growing up and would just shoot on me over and over and over again in the backyard. And I'm sure that was exhausting. And two, so mom was out there actually physically taking shots at you. Yeah. I remember my mom was an athlete, right? She was a swimmer in yeah. college. Uh, two, 
She used to throw me baseball after baseball after baseball at the Little League field so I could hit home runs and hit it over the fence and feel validated. That's great. You know, again, I, I don't I mean, like a bucket of balls. Yeah. And it was like dad would do it too, but dad would throw too hard and like almost hit me in the head. So mom would come throw me the softballs and I could hit them out, you know? How about you, Manchester? Uh, you know, it, it, it probably is just that, uh, the nuts and bolts stuff, right? It's the getting you to practice, driving you to games, taking you to Cheyenne on a Saturday morning for your soccer game or evergreen or stuff like that. Like I'm really sure that's not how she wanted to spend half of her weekend was driving me to Lord only knows where. Um, that was part of it. The other part of it is, you know, I have a bro- older brother. And so it's a house of four people, three of which are men. My mom had to watch more sporting events than I'm sure she ever cared to. Uh, family vacations were often based around, Hey, let's go to the orange bowl. Hey, let's go to the Broncos charger game, whatever. I'm sure she would have preferred much different vacations. Uh, so enduring that kind of stuff. And then it's just a crap, like, you know, taking you to Dave Cook to get your mitt and your cup or whatever you need and washing all your crappy, dirty clothes that you, you know, did you really need to slide into second and get your baseball pants dirty so you can't wear them tomorrow night? That kind of stuff. So yeah. um just the things that probably weren't very glamorous and probably weren't a lot of fun, but just did them time after time after time after time. Yeah, my, my mother, the one story I remember most, I think I was in eighth grade playing football, Holy Family grade school. And I hurt my shoulder in the middle of the game, and it wasn't anything extreme. I was just sort of limping off the field. I don't know. And here comes my mother running onto the playing field in the middle of the game, trying to see what's up with her kid. And at the time, I was so embarrassed. Like, I'm what sure. are you doing? What? Are you, why are you here right now? You know, coach is like, you can't just run onto the field. But it just—that's the everlasting memory I have. And I, I watch these pieces, and and I, I tell you, I, Mother's Day with Sunday. Every every guy's got this story, right? Every athlete has a story. Some of the great moms in sports. Can you imagine some of the textures that have chimed in? By the way, Sonny says my mom kept score at every one of my baseball games. Of course, uh, this other person says so did my Trevor mom, Simeon's mom. My mom coached my fourth grade flag <laughs> football team. Beat a team coached by a former NFL player in your league there, Manchester. Also led us to an undefeated record. My mom is pretty badass. That's cool, man. That's really cool. That's <laughs> really cool. Do you coach against any against any mothers in your flag football league? Yeah, all guys. No, there's a, there's a couple of uh, uh, well, I assume they're moms. There's a couple of females that are out there coaching. Yeah. Uh, Eric in Arvada says my mom went full fisticuffs with a guy. And got me a foul ball at a Zephyr's game. Got a bloody nose and all. Now that's a committed mother. Wow. How about that guy? Yeah. Wait, what a dirtbag he is. Was that you, Manchester? <laughs> no. I'm not giving my, the ball I catch to a, a kid, but if a mom is trying to get it, here you go, lady. I'm not, I'm not that guy. This is somebody that probably knows you, HW, on the text line. My guess is, uh, Charlotte still throws HW softball BP so he can feel like he's hitting home runs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that was a great story for you to tell, HW. By the way, I went 2-0 and last night off to the championship game. Wait a minute. HW Helton was out in full force. You had two games last night? Yeah. When's the championship game? Vic, that's the one we got to go to. When is that? Is I that... believe it's next Thursday. HW. Circle it. HW, you don't want me at your championship Oh, no, game. We, we're going. It, it, Marty and, and Jesse can come. We'll get like a 12-pack. Get a 30-rack. That's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. You, trust me, you do not want me there. I'm Ubering home, and next Friday I'm questionable for the show. 
They, they want you there. The guys want you there. You, your presence has been requested. Happy Mother's Day to all the great mothers out there, whether you participated in sports, helped with coaching, whatever you did. Can't do it without you. We would not be anywhere where we are without you. So thanks again. When we come back on the Vic Lombardi Show, we'll get to our Power 5 question of the day. Plus, a little bit later, George Carl, former Nuggets coach, right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Saturday night, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sporting Goods Park to take on the New York Red Bulls. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Wheeler plays it back up top to Buffman. The line A, Saros to save. Re- Score! Paul Stasty bangs in a rebound of a Patrick Line A shot. Power play, Gold Jets. It's 4-1. Winnipeg. You know, Paul Stasny still lives here in the Denver area. I'm going, I'm putting all of my rooting interest behind the Winnipeg Jets as they go into Nashville last night and do what I didn't think was possible. They beat the Predators in their place in a game seven and now they're on to Vegas to take on the Vegas Knights. So uh, we got the Western Conference Finals set between Vegas and Winnipeg, the Eastern Conference Finals, Tampa and Washington. One of the texters who uh, got into us earlier saying, why are we, why do we show a rooting interest? Why aren't we analyzing the numbers to determine who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Nobody cares about numbers. Care about what's important to you. Does it matter what these teams did against each other during the regular season? I don't know. Does it matter? I'm just trying to figure out what we're supposed to analyze. Should we look at, uh, one team's, uh, power play versus their, uh, their PK? You know, the NHL, come playoff time, is so darn unpredictable. I don't think any of that stuff matters. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, every game is a coin flip. I mean, the the Nashville uh, Winnipeg series was weird. Uh, five times the road team won out of seven. If you had told me that Winnipeg won three times in Smashville, I'd say you're – no way. Not, not possible. They did. If you'd have told me Nashville only has to win two out of four at home to advance, I would have bet my house on it. So the series begins this weekend. Who's got home ice, Vegas or Winnipeg? Vegas has to, right? Weren't they second in the conference? Yes, it is Vegas. All right, but so the first they, game's in Winnipeg. Yeah, no, I think Winnipeg did. Because did Winnipeg they end up passing? Yeah, Winnipeg barely finished behind Nashville for the oh, president's I thought Vegas was first all year long. Yeah, and they, they sort of limped in there at the end of the season. Winnipeg's a damn good hockey team, man. We, we forget it because we get lost to looking at Nashville and the way they played and the fact the Avs had to play Nashville. We got in love with Vegas because the expansion team. We forget Winnipeg's pretty darn good. And acquiring Stasny at the trade deadline has proven to be a big difference for them. Yeah, they've fi- got playoff experience. They finished with 114 points. Vegas finished with 109. So uh, once we figure out the standings and who's hosting the game one, we'll get into the uh, deep analytics of this uh, season. Yeah, so what? Where, where do we go with the analytics at this point? What, what are we supposed to talk about? Just at some point when your team's not in it, isn't it just turn on the TV and enjoy the game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. Again, I, I said it earlier. If the Avs had played a game seven last night, we'd probably be breaking it down. 
But We're not going to break down Pecorine getting pulled for the third time in seven games. I have no problem breaking down the game that happened. I just don't need to preview Winnipeg-Vegas. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, Pecorine got uh, hooked to ten minutes in. That seems a little quick to me. Uh, but to preview a series that start doesn't even start tonight or to preview any game when your team's not in it, what's the point? All right, let's preview Rockies <laughs> Brewers game two at uh, Coors Field tonight. By the way, I'm going to be out there at uh, 1 o'clock participating in the uh, Home Run Challenge, UC Health's Home Run Challenge. Ooh. You saw the uh, young lady who brought in the hat the other day yeah, uh, to benefit uh, Bill Hanslick's uh, Gold Crown Foundation. So I guess they have a bunch of things on the field that you try to hit to collect points. Targets. It's like going to top golf. Yes. And you got to do it with the stick. So if the Rockies need to learn how to rake, we will put on a rake show this afternoon at Coors Field. Because clearly raking has been a problem. Have you figured out if you're wood bat or aluminum bat? I have bat? no idea. They okay. had a practice session yesterday. I did not attend. That might have been a good idea. I could have yes. gone in your place, you know. Well, Charlotte any, any, wasn't pitching. Yeah. yeah, any words of advice from Softball Will on what I should do? Because I have not actually gone into BP in 20 years, so I have no idea how this is going to work out. But any advice from a veteran softballer? Uh, I would say don't overswing. When I overswing, I get under the ball too much. You just want to hit line drives, Vic. How right. do you overswing? That was a bigger cliche than uh, father time is undefeated. What am I supposed to tell him? He's on a field that's a little oversized for him. Well, they're not asking us to put it over the wall. I'm not going Otani. I think can, the, you ma- can you imagine if somebody went out there and started Otani in every ball? I think the biggest problem <laughs> you're going to have if you haven't taken BP in a while is you're going to be late on everything. You're going to yeah. wait for it to get to you, and you're going to be late. So my advice to you is attack the ball. Try and hit it before it gets to you. That's my advice. What would you do if Vic hit one down the tunnel? Like, you know, the tunnel in left field. Like, just got one out. Just Put randomly. On like, you hit one Mark McGuire style mm-hmm. for his 62nd. If he hits uh, one up it, to, to Todd Helton's burger joint, yeah. mm-hmm. I will retire from the show. Okay. Well, what's weird about this is that I'm a, I'm a right-handed golfer. I play golf right-handed. But I play tennis and I bat left-handed. Oh, okay. Mm. So you got to hit one to the party deck. Yeah, so I gotta go to the other side now, and I haven't gone to the other side in a long time. So Manchester will retire if you go party decking today, Vic. I might retire if he hits the out of town scoreboard. Dude, I couldn't hit the party deck if you spotted me the party deck. Do you think you could hit the party deck with a golf ball? You could certainly do that. Yes. Yes, that's a different story. Uh, but I'm gonna read you some numbers, guys. And you tell me who I'm talking, I'm talking batting averages now, all right? These are Rockies batting averages, because the offense has been, well, Again, at Coors Field, you can't have these kind of numbers. Who's batting a buck thirty-seven for the Rockies? Pat Valeka. No, no that's, he's not that's even here. Tony uh, Walters. Tony Walters. Yeah. Who's batting a buck seventy-eight? We know that's yeah. Ian Desmond, but don't boo him. He knows he's batting one seventy-eight. He has we feelings went, too. We went one for four yesterday. Who's batting two twenty-two? Trevor Story. There are two Rockies players above three hundred right now. Name them. Well, I know Nolan Arenado is one. I'm talking about one. consistent players. Too, DJ LeMay just, here. And I think you're going to – I wouldn't even say this guy deserves it, but I know the other one is right at 300. It's David Dahl. Yes. But he has, he's has he got Arenado. limited number of at-bats. Yes. DJ is just, what, a skosh below 300? 296. Yes, 296. What is the Rockies' record at home at Coors Field? Six and nine. Nice. Yeah. You know, the good thing is the uh, other teams are losing, too. Arizona lost. Giants are in a bit of a losing skid right now. So uh, they haven't lost much in the division. But they got to fix this at home. 
they, they got to be able to hit at home. You can't produce two runs at home a day after producing zero. And yeah, I know I mean, we went through Jason Starks. You know, he gave his list of what to do, what to change, because baseball right now is all strikeouts and home runs and nothing in between. But what what do you guys notice? What's the problem? Well, I mean, you know, you don't want to pick on a coach too much, but Dwayne Espy, this is kind of on him to fix. Yeah. He's the hitting coach, and they've scored baseball. two runs in two games at Coors well, Field. They, Baseball's uh, a personal sport. Baseball's like golf. You know, everyone's got their swing. They work on their swing. I, I think coaching, hitting coaches and all that, I think it's vastly overrated. I really do. Not that they don't help, but I think it's so personal. I mean, you think coaching's the reason Ian Desmond is struggling this year. So, so you think Dwayne Espy just gets a free pass and no, all this? No, I think he's doing too much. I think it's paralysis by analysis. I think they go in and, and review every single nuance of their swing and every single pitch and know every single thing that this pitcher may do. You think Tony Gwynn needed right. coaching to make him a great hitter? You think Ted Williams would be would it's need to break down thing. Every it's like frame. A golf swing. It's a golf swing. It's personal. You can get advice. Sure. Hey, you're doing this. Okay, great. But you've got to implement it. It's all on you. Mm. It's very personal. Why did Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson pay these guys millions of dollars to coach their swings? Come on. Coaching there, is more important than, than you're They're as much psychologists for. as they are coaches. Yeah. They really okay, are. Well, maybe the Rockies hitting coach should be more of a psychologist than maybe, a coach. Maybe. But I, I think they... If anything, I would say they're overanalyzing what they're doing and they're getting up there. You know when you when you start hitting the ball poorly on the golf course and you're like, okay, move this hand and then you move this arm and you're like a pretzel. You look like Kevin Costner in Tin Cup when he's wearing the little hat. With that's what the Rockies look like at the plate. They look like they've adjusted 17 things and now they're just a total mess. They're a pretzel. Uh, somebody on the text line says, would you guys entertain trading some of the young pitchers for Joey Votto? Desperately need a bat. Joey Votto would be exactly what the doctor ordered. Then what do you do with Desmond? Where do you put him? Where do you Triple play him? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's 22 million. I'm wow. trying to be practical. What a there's conundrum. There's no salary cap. Okay, I, listen. Eat guys, the contract. You, you guys on. live in this world where throw as much money as you want. It's not your money. I'm, I'm trying to be practical about this. It's, it's, it's a question they're asking themselves. Trust me. Don't, don't tell me they haven't asked that question. If we go out and get a first baseman, an everyday first baseman with power, the way it's supposed to be, right? Especially at Coors Field, what do we do with Desmond? Where does he play? I'm asking you. Hey, Albuquerque. Hey, do you want this Lexus? I don't know. What do I do with my Pinto? Yeah. Oh no. We still have to pay for it. Let me figure it out. You still have to pay for it. Well, it won't come cheap. He's the league's highest paid pinch hitter because you know what? He's still batting better than Pat Valeka. So that would be his role. Well, I think until he would start to get going, and then he's a guy that if you get an injury to Para or Cargo or Story or Vato or whoever, you got you got options. Vato, hey Vato, Vato, <laughs> what's up Vato? You don't like my pronunciations, Vato. apparently. It's Joey Vato. Vato, that's what I what's said. Up, Vato, <laughs> hey Joey Vato. Uh, okay. Joey Vato. Vato, that's what I said. Okay. I'm sure it'll come up in the uh, things I screwed yes, up will. segment sure of the Marty's show. I'm sure Marty's got it down. All right, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. We're going to talk to George Carl at 9 a.m. this morning, plus our Power 5 question of the day coming right up on Altitude 950.
As a Coloradan, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans, cheering local teams, and buying from local businesses. Hey, guys, it's Ryan Harris. And your boy, Nate Crackman, for our friends at Colorado Family-Owned American Financing. If you are going to borrow money for a new home, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive. They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service, and fastest closings. Plus, you'll get one-on-one attention while being guided through the options, resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals. I'd call that a win, Ryan. And there are never any upfront fees. Pick up the phone and give them a call at 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you can cash in by becoming a home inspector or radon mitigation specialist. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified inspector and installer. A part-time schedule could earn you upwards of $85,000 a year. One recent grad is already making more than 700 bucks a day. The next course starts June 4th. Register by May 30th to start investing in yourself. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to get signed up. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family-owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers and Mississippi. They're a AAA-approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three-year, 36,000-mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kensautoserviceinc.com. Hey, sports fans. Unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage. That's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy. Within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Visit Colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. The U.S. Senior Open Championship returns to Colorado Springs during the Broadmoor Centennial Celebration. Don't miss your chance to see Tom Watson, Fred Couples, Davis Love III, Kenny Perry, Bernhard Langer, and John Daly as they compete for the most sought-after title in the senior game. All kids 17 and under are admitted free when accompanied by a ticketed adult. Get your tickets today at 2018USSeniorOpen.com. 
the Altitude 950 traffic update. A hit and run accident southbound 225 at southbound I-25, clearing off the left side of the highway. It's backed up traffic past Parker Road. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. There is a report of a crash westbound Hamden at Yosemite. Southbound I-25, slow Washington to Downing and northbound is tied up, making your approach to Hamden where there's a crash. You can't change the whole world, but you can change the world for a child in poverty. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. As he is ready to deal, and Kane going after the first pitch, sends it deep to center field, and hello, Denver. Lorenzo Kane, first pitch of the night. It's one nothing Brew Crew. You know, I have to keep reminding myself the Brewers really loaded up in the offseason. They were one of the more active teams in free agency, bringing guys like Lorenzo Cain in, and it shows in the standings. Uh, Milwaukee 22 and 16. Uh, the Rockies now 21 and 17. Most disconcerting is their home record, 6 and 9 at Coors Field this season. We'll be out there tonight again uh, doing some uh, home run derby action. I know uh, several members of the Broncos will be there as well. Uh, Jamal Murray of the Nuggets is participating. So uh, this is going to be fun this afternoon, of course. Uh, I need to ask you guys this. As we enter our Power 5 segment, this is where we come up with a question and we uh, want your responses, obviously. The rundown says we're going to talk about random celebrity encounter, but this just hit me during the commercial break. I now have a new subject matter for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. All right, so today is officially field day. (laughs) We talk about field day a lot on this show, but it's my 12-year-old's field day at her school. Manchester, it's your kid's field day. Which one? Six-year-old, Ryan. All right. So it's field day at a lot of schools today, right? It happens usually in May on a Friday, correct? Yep. yep. All right, so this hit me. I, I hate field day, modern field day, because it doesn't illustrate anything about There's no sports related, just fun and games. It's a joke. So if you got to name, if you got to, don't laugh, you know I'm serious. If you <laughs> yeah. got to list five sports of your choice for a 12-year-old's field day, Let's say somewhere between the ages of 6 and 12. Elementary school field day. What five sports would you choose? The best text gets a gift certificate where, HW? Yeah, we've got 25 bucks to the delectable egg on the line. There are a lot of places in Denver, but there's one delectable egg. They're locally owned. Got five locations. Locally hatched. Hit them up or check them out. Delectableegg.com. 30933. 25 bucks on the line. Okay. You know this crap that you see today in field day. Like, uh, let, let's solve a Rubik's Cube. I, I don't care. Okay. Like, uh, are you looking for classics, like the three-legged race? It's your choice, bro. You get five events for field day. If you're running field day, okay. you're the gym teacher. Okay. I, can I give you my five first? Yes. Just to get going? Yeah. Because for me, it's all about, you know, are you strong enough? Are you fast enough? Are you tough enough? Every kid should be one of those things on field day. So I would okay. start with the 100-yard dash. Quick too, twitch muscles. Too Let's long, but okay. I don't care. Can your kid run 100 yards? Yeah. It's going to take a while. You get that 100 yards in. Then I go straight to the bench press for strength. The bench <laughs> press at field day? Yes. Get them right under the bench. After that, I go 
and I'll do this last. After that, I'll go to the triple jump. Show it shows you flexibility. You got to have a little bit of everything to complete a triple jump. Then maybe for toughness, the Oklahoma drill. Whether you want to wear helmets, that's your choice. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's get an Oklahoma drill out at field day. Who's the toughest person out here? Let's go. And then I cap it all off with a marathon for endurance. Okay. Now, you're not far off. You're just semi-ridiculous. Because I actually took this serious when that you posed the, the question. That would be the best field day ever, by the way. I'm doing uh the 50-yard dash. That's plenty long for a six-year-old. I'm doing Don't the, you love, by the way, when they run those 50-yard dashes and you got that one kid that's sort of running sideways across yeah, the field? Yeah, that's part of the beauty of it. <laughs> I would do the 400. That's for the enduro kid, right? Because okay. there's still going to be the kid that's not fast, but you know what? He's got he's got some endurance. They, you know what they have at my kid's school? The walk around the playground. It's not a run. It's a walk. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yes, a walk. Now I've got two classic uh, field day events. Egg toss. Where you have to keep taking a step backward and who can get the furthest apart yeah, and not have you know, a break? That that promotes cheating. No, Trust no, no. Me, I know. Well, fine. I don't have a problem with that. If you can figure out a way to win it, yeah. you're learning something. That's a very that's, good point. That's more valuable lesson than they've learned from August till now. We used to we used to dream up ways to win that event for weeks. That's see, there you go. Uh then I would introduce a couple of new ones. I think uh basketball should be in there. I would play knockout. Knockout's a fun game, and you, you can get everybody involved. You got to make the shot. There's some pressure. Uh, you're trying to eliminate people, which I think is another good life lesson. So I'm a big fan of knockout. Uh, and then, you know what? I want to see who's got the best arm. We're just going to do the, the softball throw. How far can you throw it? Real simple. Chuck it. All right. I would what, 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 wait. What are you throwing? A softball? Yeah, softball throw. Oh, I'd win that. Why not throw a football? Whatever. Find find something. But softball, baseball. Something. I just want to see I, how I far you, you can chuck it. You could tell a lot about a person by the way they throw a football. Give them a football. Let Fine. them throw it. I'm I'm down with that. So some sort of throw. We're not going to do a hammer throw or a discus or a shot put. So football, softball, baseball, I'm in. All right, ah. I'm with Manchester. I'm starting with the balloon toss, you know, where you just do back and forth. Water balloon. Yeah, water balloon. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, fine. We'll follow it up with like a slip and slide contest. Who can go wait, the that, furthest on the that, slip that, and slide? That, what? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, how is that athletic? No. Nope. That's stupid. That's nope. fun. It's field day. Fun? Uh, no, this is not about no, fun. Again, it's not this about is a fun. sports show. It's this about, is about life lessons. And it's about winning, losing. It's about It's about uh, crying after you lose. The agony of defeat. Exactly. The it's thrill about of victory. Preparing. Uh third we'll go with a popsicle eating contest. <laughs> no, he's just trying to God, take yeah, us you know, no, you just want me to <laughs> shut you down. <laughs> Fourth we'll find a pool and do the greased watermelon thing with the relays. And then fifth, we'll do the comfort puppy dash to uh, end the day. <laughs> I do give you uh, an A for uh, for effort and wish somebody was delivering us breakfast, Vic. That must be nice. That's how we roll. <laughs> That's how we get things done. Here. A little behind the scenes uh, for the listeners. Do we get burritos today? <laughs> no, they're certainly not delivered by anyone. I do. Uh. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Bottom line is this. <laughs> field day has been broken for many years. Leave it to Uncle Vic to fix your field day for you. I've gone down this road. I've barked about it. Nobody wants to listen to me. Our kids are not given a proper field day. Today is officially my daughter's field day. My wife wants me to go after the show. I want no part of it because what's going to happen is I'm going to go there. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get very angry. You know this, guys. 
So I'm asking you our Power 5 question of the day. Five events that you would entertain, entertain for a proper field day. I... When did field day change? Like, why did it change? Was there some parent whose kid was sad and they complained and therefore... Somebody got offended somewhere. Because I still remember field day, and I was the kid, I skipped a grade, so I was the youngest kid in the class. You skipped a grade? That's so yes. pure Manchester. That's the most... What grade did you skip? He I had a you for a long for his, time, and he I've went never to his heard principal's that. office with a PowerPoint <laughs> in fourth grade and said, I got fifth grade material right here. Why did you skip a grade? Because, well, I started first grade... And I was done with everything, and I I, it, I sat in like a a table by myself, okay. and the, the teacher bought me like this 500 page sports trivia book, and I would just read it because I was done with the entire year's lesson, and it was like October. So you were like some genius child, is what you're trying to tell us? I get your word, not mine. Okay. So anyhow, so I skipped a grade, so I'm the youngest kid in the class by far, and then there would be the kid who he at least had flunked once, maybe twice. I mean, Manchester was that guy who skipped a grade because he smelled. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm losing the 50-yard dash to this guy. He's shaving. I mean, what are we doing? But it's it's a life lesson. You know, the blue ribbon would have been nice, but I learned, hey, sometimes life ain't fair. Figure out a way. That's why I miss field day. Well, And you know, I got you, to tell you, I skipped a grade. That was that's good to hear. You, you, you face the other side of it. I was usually the winner of every event. <laughs> and, I mean, in, in all honesty, my... The height of my athletic career came in, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Sure. It was all downhill from there when everybody was my size, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was blue ribbon man. Uh, then it got worse. And I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm being honest. That's why field day to me was everything. Still is everything. I just don't understand why in the heck school districts caved to this. Well, didn't Vic, you get in trouble a few years ago for some periscope you did or something yes. at field day? I what did, happened? I was banned. I was okay. banned. Are, do, are there any private schools out there that one of their selling points is, hey, we do field day the old-fashioned way? Yeah. I'd, I'd send my school there for that reason alone. I think that would be attractive. That would yeah. be like page one on my brochure. You know, they, they talk about this in school, too. I had this big debate with a teacher at my kid's school. Uh, if you have a bad grade in English, let's say, you know, you, you learn something. You, you've got to prepare harder, research your paper better, work on your grammar. It's all about the details. Be more organized. And I said, every single thing you said, you can apply to sports. Every single thing you said. If I'm running a three-legged race, I've got to prepare better. I've got to be more organized, more in rhythm. There's nothing different. Okay? So why are you taking away that opportunity from the athletic kids and saying and dismissing it like it means nothing? It means everything. It's a skill. It's a talent you hone, you cultivate, you develop. Well, and I get it. There are some kids that are more athletic than others, but you know what? There are so some what? kids There's that kids are smarter, smarter than others. Right. Yeah. There's kids that are smarter than others. I was never the smartest kid. The kids are smarter than me. What? So why are you going to hold my athletic talents against me? There are some kids who can sing better. Are we just going to cancel choir? I think it's good that we respect feelings. Oh, gee, many Christmas. <laughs> you know what he's doing. I know it's what he's doing, and it's still ticking today. me off. Yeah. All right. So some of the uh, some of the suggestions coming in on how would you improve your field day? Uh, this one's from Matt L. Five sports, tug of war. Love it. That's a staple. Yep. You know, there's nothing better than bloody hands on tug of war. If it was good enough for Battle of the yeah. Network Stars, it's good enough nothing for field day. Nothing better than having that one that one student crying because she or he got piled on when the rope fell the other way. It with was a, awesome. With a rope burn across yes. the, his or her palm. Outstanding. Yep. That one guy who cheated, tied the rope around his fat belly. Yep. Or you're like, ooh, we got the fat kid in our class. Yes. This is good. Fat He's kid the anchor. Great. 
Uh, the other one he suggests is the potato sack race. We all did that. Classic. Three-legged race. Again, me and my cousin Joe, three-time defending champions. Nobody ever came close. We got that down. We practiced for a month. Uh, the egg toss. Love it. And uh, he's got the one-mile run. We used to run around Berkeley Lake, which is probably a mile. How about that? I think about it. Are these like your most proud achievements? Pretty much. How yeah. about the egg on the spoon relay? That's a good one. I yeah. love that one. Balance. Yeah. 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 You Balance. gotta go fast, but not too fast. That's a good life lesson. I won 17 games in a row of beer pong once in college. That's like my life achievement. So That's you guys great. can have your three-legged race. I'm not going to take that away from you. Yeah. Did you have, did somebody come in and said, hey, you need to give up the table because some of the other pledges are feeling kind of sad. Yeah, exactly. No, we won, so we ran it. So there you go. Exactly. 6730 suggests bringing in a game of three-card Monty. <laughs> Uh, Blackjack would be a good one. Robert in Aurora says best field a dodgeball. That's a requirement. Oh, love that. Football. Yeah, sometimes it gets unorganized. Basketball, 40 yard dash, and a push up contest. The problem with the push up contest, trust me, I lived it, is the form. And a lot of people like to cheat. They don't go down all the way. They don't do it properly. How about pull ups? That's why I go straight bench press. Just give me a bench press. Uh, there needs to be some feet of strength. I'm just yes. not sure what it is yet. I, I don't like I don't like either one of them. I'm leaning more push up than bench press. I'm thinking maybe pull ups. Yeah, but your push ups different than other push ups. You know, you know, you got that guy that thinks he's doing 100 push ups and he's not even hitting his chest on the ground. That's not a push up. Yeah, no, I'm it's with fake. You. Gotta have a judge. Uh, front range Christian does the 40 yard dash that is laser timed. They're pretty serious and pretty accurate. Really, I'm a big that's, fan. That's a school right there. Laser, laser timing it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, teacher versus students dodgeball game. That would teach many lessons right there. Exactly right. Anything goes, by the way. Teacher can hit anybody as hard as he or she pleases. That'd be awesome. Anyway, field day, power five question of the day. Uh, I knew this would resonate on, uh, on this day because it is my daughter's field day and I'm not sure what to do. Coming up a little later, George Carl, former Nuggets coach right here on Altitude 950. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. Warrior Games. Be there to support our nation's heroes as they compete in 11 Paralympic-style sports. June 1st through the 9th at the Air Force Academy. Witness it. Visit dodwarriorgames.com for more info. We're all looking for balance. We're so busy with family, with work. We forget about finding time for ourselves. If you know a busy mom who needs a retreat... Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa is an oasis where she can relax and do something good for herself. Get her a gift certificate to take a yoga class or have a five-star spa day with hot stone massage. It's a joyful way to get back into balance for mom or for you. Shop for gift certificates at fivewellbeing.com. What will you do with your $5,000 bonus? First Transit is hiring full-time drivers. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Starting pay is $15.38 an hour. $15.38 an hour paid training and a $5,000 hiring bonus for drivers. Benefits after 30 days. No experience required. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. What will you do with your $5,000 hiring bonus? Go to work for First Transit. Apply today in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. This Legal Minute is brought to you by Bell & Pollock Personal Injury Lawyers at championsofthepeople.com. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We're here for you, and this is your Legal Minute. 
You know, when you've been injured in a car crash, it's not an ordinary day or event for you. You call the insurance adjuster. They know what to say. They know what to do. Do you? Probably not. They have a script on questions they're going to ask you. They're going to ask you to sign a few forms. Should you sign the forms? Do you really know what to do? You can call us at any time and we'll explain it to you. You can have a free initial consultation with Bell and Pollock. You can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. And there's a button that you can hit that's a 30-minute show on what you need to know before you ever make the first phone call to the insurance adjuster for the person who just creamed you. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. For your Bell and Pollock legal game plan, visit championsofthepeople.com. Hey, homeowners, listen up. Interest rates are rising, and experts agree they'll continue to rise. So you need to seriously think about refinancing now before rates go up more. The longer you wait, the more interest you might pay. So if you even thought about pulling cash out of the equity in your home to pay off credit cards, car loans, or purchase an investment property, you need to make the cash call now at 855-875-CASH before mortgage rates rise anymore. Cash Call Mortgage can still refinance your loan at a low fixed interest rate for a flat fee of just $995 and will pay all third-party closing costs. Call 855-875-CASH today to begin the quick and easy process. We close most loans in less than 21 days to get you the cash you need fast. That's 855-875-CASH. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Corp, DBA Cash Call Mortgage, One City Boulevard, Orange, California, 92868, NMLS, 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms, conditions, and restrictions. That's 855-875-CASH. Ever look around and realize that you don't have enough mud on you? <laughs> Maybe that means you're not playing hard enough. Mudapalooza 12, the 12th annual co-ed mud volleyball tournament is coming. Hosted by North Glen Parks Recreation Cultural Services and Natural Grocers. June 16th, register before June 11th. It's going to be so much fun. And hey, only $325 includes t-shirts and proceeds of the beer sales will benefit a precious child. You have to be 18 or older. Northland.org slash Mudapalooza. And get ready to get a little dirty. Or a lot. There's a lot to smile about these days. I mean, we live in a great state with some fantastic sports teams. Hi, this is Julie Brownman, and when you're enjoying all Colorado has to offer, smile like you mean it with Bowback Orthodontics. So I'm a little biased here. He took over my dad's own orthodontic practice. When my niece needs braces, that's where she's headed. And Dr. Bowback is a 20-year nugget season ticket holder. So obviously, I'm a big fan of Dr. Bowback. But I also know how important it is to get the right orthodontist to help kids teens, and adults feel good about their smile. Dr. Bobak has successfully treated over 17,000 patients. He's won 26 dental awards, has over 800 five-star reviews, and has three convenient locations in Lakewood, Thornton, and Aurora. And this will make you smile. Let me save you $200. Make an appointment today for a consultation and a panoramic x-ray. And it's free. For straighter teeth, a radiant smile, and more confidence, head to BobakOrtho.com. That's B-O-B-A-K-Ortho.com. And smile like you mean it. The Altitude 950 traffic update. The worst of the drive right now is traffic at a crawl on southbound 225 between Iliff and I-25 because of an accident near I-25 blocking the left lane. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. If you're on I-25, there is a wreck reported northbound at Hamden. It's off to the left shoulder. Southbound I-25 is stop and go between the Washington Street Bridge and the Downing Street Bridge. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. 
behind Chris Paul's playoff career high, 41 points. The Rockets are going to make it to the next round. The final seconds tick away. There you go. It is over. The game is over. The series is over as the Rockets beat the Utah Jazz 112-102 to in Game 5 and have now advanced to the Western Conference Finals for the second time in four seasons. All right, when did the finals start, Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals? Anybody have a schedule? Some you point in July. In front of you. What, what, what does it say? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been efforting that today in the paper, but let me get that, uh, let me get that for you. Here we go. Western Conference Finals. Uh, they start Monday. Why uh, can't we start? plays Boston on Sunday at 1.30. Yeah. So si- Sunday is Eastern Conference. Uh, Monday is Western Conference. Why can't we start this on Saturday? Why What's can't we have a game? So, what is taking so long? I, I don't know. It's weird. The, uh, NHL does get started on Saturday with the Western Conference Finals. Um, and tonight, the Eastern Conference Finals. So hockey's getting right at it. What's silly about the NBA thing is, do you remember when Utah closed out Oklahoma City? Then they had to travel to Houston and play 36 hours later. I know. So they're in a big yeah. hurry to do that. And now the Western Conference Finals don't start till Monday. Cleveland did the same thing when they closed out Indiana. Uh, two nights later, they're in Toronto. That's just silly. Like We can't find some sort of middle ground. I know they're trying to set it up and... I think they actually had a set start date for the finals from a TV standpoint, but it used to just be, hey, as soon as both teams are ready, here we go. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, I think we can all expect, well, I shouldn't say that. What do you expect in the Eastern Finals, Cleveland or Boston? I would take Cleveland. I've had Cleveland the whole time. You guys have had the field, so uh, I'm still feeling good about that. It would not shock me if Boston won. Yeah, uh, I'm ki- I'm kind of rooting for Boston given the fact that they're so depleted with injuries and they're finding a way. It's kind of a, kind of a cool story. But aren't you supposed to analyze this with numbers and stats? Yeah. You're doing the sport yeah. a disservice. Wait, you said something real quick though. You would not be surprised if Boston won. LeBron's at such a level right I now. Know. I would be stunned if Boston won that yeah, series. I would, I was, I've, I've been stunned that Boston won the last two series. So at some point you just got to look at it and go, yeah, but they're, you know, they, they, they do have some parts that are, uh, pretty decent. They've got some players. That Tatum kid can play. They have what I would say is the best coach in the NBA. Brad Stevens is, seems to be a magician of sorts. Um, and it's LeBron and a bunch of guys. I mean, it's but how just many times him. has LeBron and a bunch of guys gone to the finals? I, I know. mean, this has Cavs in them. five or six written all I'm over I'm picking it. the Cavs. I wouldn't be shocked if Boston won. In the West, I am rooting for Houston. So desperately rooting Not for happening. Houston. And it ain't going to happen. I would be more stunned if Houston beat Golden State than if Boston beat Cleveland. Me too. I think I think mm. Boston over Cleveland is more likely than Houston over Golden State, even though Houston has the home court advantage. I think Golden State wins in five, maybe four. I think this is going to be a route. Wow, why? Aren't we sleeping because on Houston a little bit? They were the better team in the regular nah, season. Because Golden State didn't even try during the regular season. They just were like, let's get to the playoffs. They're going to show up now and just roll Houston. Just roll. Roll? Yeah. After ever he's just been there, done that. He, all right, there's a guy. Other than that, they have a, dude, a bunch of dudes. That, is Clint Capella, you going to rely on him in, in this situation? I mean, Golden State up and down that roster, they got proven commodities. Yeah. They got guys that, I mean, this is nothing to them. And, uh, and you're going to be mad at the way I pronounce this, too. I'm sure I'm going to screw up. 
Mike D'Antoni hasn't won anything as a coach. He needs to prove it. I'd take Steve Kerr over him, and I'd take Golden State's roster over Houston's roster, and I'd take Golden State's experience and pedigree in terms of winning in the playoffs over James Harden and Chris Paul in the and playoffs. And Trevor Ariza. He's been around forever. Right, but Trevor Ariza. Nene, Eric Gordon. I mean, we're we're kind of sleeping on this roster like they don't have any experience. Other I mean, than Trevor Ariza, though, you're the rings guy. How many rings does that roster have? Uh, Trevor Ariza's got a fat one with the Lakers. Okay, and he was what, the fifth best player on that team? He was the reason they won game six of the Western Conference Finals you know who here else? because Melo decided not to put a hand in his face You know that who night. else has some rings? Sven Nader. You don't know who that is, but he was a crappy center on the Lakers in the 80s. I remember Sven. Sven, nobody stood and clapped better than Sven. You're just sleeping on the Rockets. The Rockets are not only going to win this series, they're going to win it in maybe five or six. Somebody celebrate you know his birthday early. Rings. Mark Madsen has a couple of rings. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Madsen Mark? The Mad guy dog. who danced at the parade? He's yeah. thrown a parade. I, I think the NBA Finals is Houston and Cleveland. I'm pretty confident in that prediction. Okay. I, I just I don't see... You know, I don't... I'd actually root for Houston. Me too. I'm pulling for him. I want Houston. I just don't see it happening. Well, the I beauty of it is, it doesn't start till Monday, so we still have that day to break it down. Uh, more suggestions coming in on uh, field day events. If you were to run your own field day and take it out of the hands of the public, because that's what it's become, public schools, public field days, everyone's got to win. If you were to run your own field day, what would you have in your event list? Uh, the rope climb. Climb, says Van Dunk. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's strength, right? Climb yeah. a rope. Yeah. All the way to the ceiling. I wonder how many kids could pull that off. I know your kid could. He's into gymnastics. Yeah, My he definitely could. could. I, I couldn't do that when I was a kid. And I know it's all about like the form. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, the carnival bell ring for feet of strength. Hmm. Swing the sledgehammer. See how high you can get the thing to go up on the, uh, on the bell, toward the bell. Jordan from Wheat Ridge has a arm wrestling, squat max, wonder lick test, and dunk contest. Not bad. <laughs> that kind of modernizes it. It's stuff we see now. Maybe they could bring out that, that football drop with a drone like they did at the Pro Bowl. Oh, that'd be so good if you just took a bunch of 12-year-olds, put them on a basketball court and said, all right, dunk contest, let's go. <laughs> Mini hoop. Let's get it done. I do, rem- I do remember one controversial moment when I was in sixth grade when, uh, you know, the shoe kick? The shoe yeah. kick was a staple. Yeah. So I thought ahead as usual, and I used to always kick my basketball shoes because they were high tops and they were heavier. Mm-hmm. Physics will tell you the heavier object will go farther. Mm-hmm. So I brought my basketball shoes. Well, we used to kick from home plate. I wanted to go line drive, wanted some roll out of the shoe, wanted roll. My shoe hit the pitcher's mound and stopped. Mm. And I wanted another take because I, I was complaining to Miss Heine. I said, hey, that's not cool. I had a, an object in the way that I need. I get another kick. They wouldn't give it to me. Well, uh, said object was there before you kicked. You should have lesson planned. learned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lesson learned. What was your teacher's name? Miss Heine. Miss Heine. I do like the fact though that how old were you in this? Sixth grade. I like that in sixth grade you were lobbying for another uh, shot. See that that was me you? as a kid too. And another life lesson. It wasn't your mom and your dad coming down and fighting and arguing with Miss Heine. Nowadays. That's who it would be. It would be helicopter mom down there arguing, wait, my son should get another shot. No, that was my fight. If I couldn't win that argument, then you don't get another kick. You know that's going to happen today. You know 
at a random elementary school somewhere in Metro Denver, there's a mother or a father angry with the results of an event, and they're going to be lobbying on behalf of their 10-year-old. Yeah. You know that's happening. Oh, I guarantee you it's happening. I guarantee you it's going to happen. And that's why field day has been ruined. Helicopter mom and helicopter dad. No, helicopter mom and overly intense dad. How about just the the, the school district itself, though? I mean, isn't it, if you're a private school, you can do whatever you please. Mm-hmm. But school districts just inheriting this soft mentality. That's the problem. I don't disagree. Uh, Danny says, ditch digging and poor concrete, mow grass, full wheelbarrow run. <laughs> hey, you know, life lessons. When we come back, life lessons from one Marty O is morning sugar fix right here on Altitude 950. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950 is talking Broncos. Sutton, is he the starting slot receiver going into training camp? But it doesn't stop there. We're breaking down the Stanley Cup playoffs. If anybody tries to tell me, yeah, Vegas, you know, they're going to get knocked out in the West Final. What what are you talking about? All they've done is prove everybody wrong every stage they've been in. We've got NBA playoff talk. I don't know why anything with LeBron James involved, I guess we should be shocked out anymore. And, of course, the Rockies. This is where good teams really start separating themselves. Wouldn't you agree, Nate? The May, June, July window. If they continue to pitch like this, we will have an entertaining summer of baseball. Get it all on Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. This place has everything. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high-interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy. Within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Visit Colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Get a career in under a year with real opportunity to train for relevant careers at the Colorado Media School. Enrollment is open right now. The Colorado Media School will prepare you with hands-on training by real industry pros in careers like social media and YouTube, on-air, TV and radio talent, production, video and audio editing, camera and control room skills, sports play-by-play, sports commentating, live broadcasts, and so much more. Graduate in months, not years. Call the Colorado Media School now at 303-937. What does it take to rebuild trust? At Wells Fargo, we've been thinking about that a lot lately. For us, it begins with a renewed commitment to our customers. Fixing what went wrong, making things right. 
working with more transparency and higher accountability. And reinventing how we serve you. It's a new day at Wells Fargo, but it's a lot like our first day. Wells Fargo. Established 1852. Re-established 2018. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Altitude Sports is your TV home of the Colorado Rapids. Tune in Saturday as the Rapids return to Dick's Sporting Goods Park to host the New York Red Bulls. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. only on Altitude Sports. The Altitude 950 traffic update. The worst of the drive continues to be on southbound 225 where you're looking at speeds in the single digits, teens and 20s from Islip all the way down to I-25 where there was an accident now moved off to the shoulder. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Speed's still good through the tech center on I-25. Downtown a little bit better than normal, but southbound I-25 sluggish between Santa Fe to Evans. A boy from Kenya dreams of finishing his education. An elder longs for a community in Guatemala. A mother worries about her children's future in India. Help them write a new story at unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Alright, somebody on the text line just came in with this one. I shall read. Please address this, Vic. We were asked by Coors Guy to sit down with Para up to bat, bases loaded. We were asked to sit down with no one behind us. Milwaukee fans wouldn't shut up about that. It was embarrassing. We are too nice as a fan base. So you're asked to sit down by an usher? Security? What? I'm not sure what... Is that what he's referring to? That sounds uh, about right, and uh, I would agree that we are too soft. It's all about field day. It rubs off on life. Well, and I understand ask to sit down if it's, you know, you got people behind you and all that and they're, they're constantly complaining that you're standing up and they can't see, but really? No one behind you and they want to stand up to try to get the, the, the home team going? Like, yeah. what is Rocky's management telling their ushers? That is ridiculous. That's an interesting, it's a curious debate. The usher's role in unruly fans. Like, if an usher had come up to you, when we went to that Rockies game last year, Manchester, and you were booing Bud Black for no apparent reason. Yeah, when I was correct in booing Bud Black, yes. When I was embarrassed at you, for you. And at that point, Jesse took his shirt off just to detract from the situation. If an usher had come up come up to you and told you to calm down, how would you have reacted? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, telling Manchester to calm down generally goes over very well. Not well. No, I wouldn't have. I mean, because... And I know you're kidding, and I and I get it. And should I have been booing Bud Black at that point in the game in May? I don't know. Probably not. But in all honesty, I was not even remotely close to the line, let alone across it. So if they if they had come and said something to me, that would not have gone well. But you know, this goes into the whole thing. Uh, fans, I don't think we're thinking this through. I mean, you're not supposed to boo your your hometown teams. It's only going to make things worse. Ian Desmond knows he's struggling. Don't boo him. This is what we do. We, you know, you know, you go to a game, you pay for your ticket, and and you react. You, you don't think about well, how how's he going to handle it mentally, how's emotionally, how's he going to come back from that? Well, th- doesn't he have twenty two million reasons to come back from that and figure it out? Why, why yeah. is it on me as a fan to worry about that? Yes, I, I want the home team to win. Yes, I want him to thrive. But what are we all psychologists out there all of a sudden? Oh, it's just so mean. Oh my gosh. The fact that that conversation even happened it's amazing to me. is ridiculous to me. It is ridiculous to me. 
I mean, you think they boo in Philly? They just won a Super Bowl. My guy Giancarlo Stanton got booed in his first home series in New York. First home series. And this guy, we've given him a year plus. He's making a ton of money. He's hitting 178. He gets booed one time on a game he goes 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, and it turns into a debate about whether or not that was too mean. Wow. By the way, I'm looking at this list of uh, athletes participating in that UC Health Healthy Swings Derby Challenge at Coors Field this afternoon. We shall be there with tape rolling. Can't wait for this. Some of the names. Garrett Bowles. Shane Ray. Brandon McManus will be out there. Brandon Marshall, Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley, my boy Bill Hansa, Gabriel Landeskog, Marquette King, John Michael Lyles, Corey Sullivan. We got some names. Why didn't we get invited to this again? Yeah. Come again? Why are you the rep from this show? Yeah. Okay. Do they want softball guy plays first base or do they want, I mean, do they want guy that, if you got invited to Manchester, you'd show up with a PowerPoint presentation on how to win the event. <laughs> You're the one that just said it was all about having a plan. Uh-huh. You and your cousin in the three-legged race. I understand they don't want me to pipe one out and have to consider signing me for first base. I get yeah. It. Yeah. It's all good. I think the, uh, I probably didn't get that job because my kind of closing argument was, hey, if I go 25 years and don't win a division title, you can fire me. 25 years. <laughs> that was your closing no, pitch. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, all right, Marty O. It's Friday. Make it good, our morning sugar fix. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high, sugar high, sugar hit high, sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo, sugar slam. Shake that. Will, did you just casually drop you're going to pipe one out of Coors Field? Well, yeah, remember the other day I said they could sign me to play first base? Mm-hmm. I'm still only 27. Going to hit the rooftop up there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be down. Well, only if his mom pitches to him. Yeah. What were those balls coming in at? About 40? Yeah, and they were going over the fence. So. <laughs> yeah. At some point, did she, did she start pitching you racket balls? <laughs> Exit velocity of 112. I'm just saying, if the Rocks need a first baseman, I could probably hit better than 178, and I'd do it for 122nd or 120. I don't know. You know sometimes you got to do things <laughs> help your kid's confidence level. Like I remember when my kid was uh, playing baseball, and I think he was 10, 11 years old, and he was in a slump. And we used to hit tennis balls in our front yard, and you know, we live in a cul-de-sac, so houses are surrounding us. You're going to hit a house every once in a while with a tennis ball, which would do no damage. But one day I, I wanted to say, hey, man, we, you need more power. So I started throwing him golf balls just to see, you know, just to see it come off the bat. That was a mistake. I'll bet. I'll yeah, bet. that was a mistake. The golf ball coming back at you? Yeah, that was a mistake. That's a problem. No L screen for you? Go All on. All right, uh, Super Bowl 50 participant Cam Newton turning 29 today. What, uh, when you guys see a replay of him not diving on that fumble, what was like your first thought when you saw that? Like, oh my God, he should have dove on that fumble. I think it's, uh, honestly, I think it's, uh, overplayed. I, I think it's a split second trying to figure out what, what's going on. I, I do not think Cam Newton had the thought of, I'm not diving on this. I, I don't buy that for a second. I just think he was like trying to figure out what was going on and unaware, whatever. I don't, I don't think he was like, I'm not going to get hurt. It's a I don't disagree with you. And you know, it's interesting. Cam Newton and Von Miller's, their, their paths have crossed so many times, right? Drafted in the same class, ended up facing each other in Super Bowl 50. Von Saxon causes fumbles. So let me ask you right now, as of this day, if you were given the choice, Von Miller or Cam Newton to play for your football team, who would you take? Cam Newton. 
more important position. We saw last year what, what a great pass rusher can do for your team. Only so much. I 100% agree with you. All right, face licker Brad Marchant turns 30 today. Vic, I know he's one of your uh, favorite athletes in the NHL right now. Again, the way you handle a face licker, which is gross, frankly, you stick your tongue out to lick my face, I will pull said tongue, grab it, and pull it as hard as I can until it comes out of your mouth. I That's how you handle face liquor. Yeah. It is uh, one of the weirdest things we've seen in sports in a long time. It's just weird. Really weird. Well, stay tuned. Yeah, weird. It's gross. Yeah. Both. It's both. How about that? Stay tuned for my top ten list of faces I'd lick next week coming up awesome. on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, Barry Zito turning 40 this weekend. He was one of my favorite pitchers to watch growing up. I just loved that curveball. He was pretty dominant from 02 to 06 on the A's and then the Giants. He I think did. Barry had a uh, cup of coffee with Alyssa Milano. Big fan of Barry Zito. Yeah. He did have a huge curveball though, didn't he? That staff was loaded for a while there, man. They got, but Zito's curve. Right now, who, who's a Barry Zito curveball right now? Kershaw? Kershaw. On the other side? Rich Hill's got a good one too. All right, uh, this day in 1976, the final ABA game ever was played. The Nuggets lose to the New York Nets in the championship uh, game. What game was that of the series? Game six. six. Lost to Featuring Julius Dr. Irving mm-hmm. and the New York Nets. Where was that game played, Marty? Do you know? Uh, I believe it was in New York. I don't think it was here. Did they play at MSG? I don't know where they would have played back then, uh, but... Huh. There with all the questions. Yeah, New York. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you might come prepared. Yeah, no. I was going to say, if you're going to have a topic like that, you better have some damn answers. What was For the example, score? I can I'll ask you up. right no now. Way. Who was on that Nuggets team? We all remember David Thompson. Was Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Jones on that team? I would team? say Bobby Jones was on that team. Yeah. It was uh, 112 to 106, game six in New York. Thank you, Marty. All right. Any other... Brain no, busters for no me? I dare, dare not ask. Okay, good. I had to stay in 1981, Julie Brauman's favorite musical, Cats, premieres. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys fans, the costumes always kind of freaked me out. I've never seen Cats. So. You couldn't pay me to see Cats. <laughs> I don't like Cats, so, yeah. What, 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 what is it? I, I, honest, what is Cats? I don't know. What is it? It's a Broadway no musical where they dress up as cats and run around and, I don't know, prance. That's, and... all, that's all you need to know. That's it. Dead serious question. What do they do? What, what's the point? I don't know. I don't know the plot. I have no idea. But And I'm not anti-musical guy. I mean, I went to Hamilton, thoroughly enjoyed oh, it. I love Hamilton. Uh, I got invited to this school of rock. What yeah, is that? I'll I, go. It's coming up. Uh, hey, glad you're on the list now. I, yeah, I what need, is that? What I don't is, know. I was gonna ask you. I'm sure it's based on the movie, right, with Jack Black? Is, that's what came to mind. That's exactly what came to mind. I'm when sure I it is. It's May like 29th. We should go. I'll, I'll watch the hell out of that. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not seeing cats. All right, this day in 1984, a guy named Joe Lucius scores his 13th hole-in-one on the same hole. Can you imagine that, hitting 13 hole-in-ones on the 15th yeah. green in uh, Mohawk Club in uh, Tiffin, Ohio? Don't rub it in, dude. Sorry, dude. But you couldn't do it in what, 500 shots? So we were talking to Kenny Perry, who was out at the uh, Broncos Complex. He's going to be playing in this uh, senior open at Broadmoor. You know how many aces he's hit in his career? I don't know how old he is. He's got to be 60, late 50s. You know how many aces he has hit in his life? No. Nine. 50. 50? 50. I went past. 50. I went past Kenny Perry's hometown in the drive from uh, Nashville to Louisville. What's his hometown? Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Oh, okay. The all-time record for hole-in-ones is 59. Just an FYI. What, is that Chichi Rodriguez? Uh, No, it's this guy, uh, Mansiel Davis out of Texas. 
All right, and last one here. Uh, 1996, the Rockies are no hit for the first time by Al Leiter. How many times have the Rockies been no hit? Well, it's been three. Can you name them? Well, Al Leiter, Hideo Nomo. Yeah, Nomo at Coors Field. Uh, God, there was another one. Uh, I, I want to say it was a game just a few years ago. Padres, like a team, a staff no hitter. I want to say it was, it was a West Coast team. I'm going to yes. say it was LA. I'm going to say Padres. And I'm going to say Rich Hill. It was Kershaw. Was it Kershaw? Kershaw. Well, that's what Marty that's told me. He's calling right. George Carl. That's my, right. My guy Clayton Kershaw got him? Yes. Oh, okay. That's exactly right. Darn it. Now it comes to mind. All right. Uh, All right. Is, is, is Marty back or is he still? Marty, Marty's on the line. Marty's talking to George Carl. So we're going to cut him. the sugar fix short right now. Coming up next on the Vic Lombardi Show, the former coach of your Denver Nuggets, longtime NBA boss, George Carl, right here on Altitude 950. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Saturday night, the Rapids are back at Dick's Sporting Goods Park to take on the New York Red Bulls. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock with Connor Cape on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Colorado Rapids, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Avalanche. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Six seconds to go. Here comes LeBron. We're tied at 103. LeBron into the forecourt. In on Ananobi. Gets shoved toward the side. Banks it up. Oh, he did it again. LeBron James kicks it high off the window and drops it through. The LeBron James legend continues as LeBron James has won game three for the Cavaliers. You got the Vic Lombardi Show here on Altitude 950. Straight to the hotline we go. Welcome in former Nuggets coach, longtime NBA coach, George Carl, who is just a hop, skip, and a jump from our studios, by the way. George, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Working on my golf game. If I can play you someday and, like, take some money from you. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust your hustle. I don't trust you at all. How good's your game right now? <laughs> um... <clears throat> I'm an 88 to 90 player about 85% of the time. Uh-huh. I'm about about 65% of the time. and About 15% of the time I can get to 85. And then there's there's times I go 95, 100 every once in a while. So I don't know. It's a tough game. It's a hard game. And when you get older, the hand-eye coordination isn't as good as it was about 15 years ago. So, Hey, George, I, I love it. Gotta... It's, it's a good walk. It's a great walk. I, okay. I never got a chance to thank you, by the way, for uh, being in attendance on our premiere night of the Doug Moe documentary, because you were featured in that documentary. And it was just so fascinating to go back when you were a player for the San Antonio Spurs, and you heard Jay Moe say, oh, all the girls love George. They love George. Uh, what, first of all, what did you think about the documentary and then your time as a player for the Spurs? Well, I love San Antonio. It was kind of, I mean, it was kind of a, a small town you know, trying to get into NBA, ABA basketball, and and uh, the Spurs kind of became a, the popular thing to do in town. And uh, I was one of the first Spurs, and we had some good years. You know, George Gervin and Silas and <clears throat> Swen Nader and Bill Paltz and Larry Keenan, and they were really good players. I mean, I came from North Carolina, and I ran into some guys. I said, "Wow, these guys can really play," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they were. 
And everybody talks about Gervin, but the guy I thought was really good before he got hurt was James Silas. And he and I play, he and I befriended each other a lot, and we played a lot of one-on-one together. And taught me a lot about the NBA, I mean the pro game, because I was more of a college player than a pro player. But it was fantastic. And Doug and Doug came in about year three, and I just had like my third knee operation, and I became a big stiff to him, as he has called everybody. But our friendship and the Carolina friendships uh, sustained, and we, and of course, reunited back here and had a couple of great runs here with with him sitting next to me. All right, we need your uh, coaching expertise, your coaching acumen. You mentioned San Antonio, and you know we had uh, whispers of the beef between Popovich and Kawhi Leonard after the Raptors got defeated there by uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. There were some issues. Uh, why did Dwayne Casey sit? DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter of a game. So that relationship between coach and the best player, you've endured it. You've gone through this. What's that like, and, and what's the right thing to do? Was was Dwayne Casey right in benching DeMar DeRozan? Uh, he was right basketball-wise, yes. I mean, um, uh, was he right because of the NBA protocol of your your best player, your high, most highly paid player, your probably your most successful player. Um, you know, he, there's got to be a managing of his ego and his approach. The great player doesn't mind being benched, but I think maybe the younger player reaching for stardom, reaching for a special place in the NBA probably has a little more ego there. It's difficult. It's a difficult scenario. I mean, it's the game has gotten so big financially. We have social networking, and um, because you want you want to have a harmony in your locker room, you want to have a unity in your locker room. But every now in today's game, every game, even when you win, there are unhappy players because of they didn't play or they played the wrong moments or. He didn't get enough shots, or the guy next, the other guy got more shots than he got. So, uh, ego management's becoming big and a bigger and bigger part of uh, coaching in the NBA. Very much so. You you coached. Uh, we're talking to George Carl, former Nuggets coach. You coached J.R. Smith when J.R. was crazy. Let's be honest. We all saw it. You watch Jr. today as a member of the Cavs, and it's like, oh my God, he might be one of the more mature players on that team. Are you surprised by this transformation? What you're seeing out of Jr. Smith today? Uh, yeah, I am surprised that he could he could play on a championship team, but I'm happy for him. I mean, when they won it a couple of years ago, I honestly was celebratory for Jr. Smith because he, he had overcome his whatever his mental weakness or demons or craziness. And you know that's why I give guys like LeBron and some of the, some of the veteran players that played in that team a lot of credit because they walked them through a, a, a war, a battle of winning an NBA championship is not easy and it's a difficult task. And now he is one of the mature players on their basketball team. He is kind of the leader of their team a little bit. He's the guy that calms people down that <laughs> we used to calm him down. Now he's the guy calming people down. Yeah. So it's fun to watch and. And I and he asked me, did I think he'd get there? I probably would have said no five years ago, but I'm glad he did get there. Um, LeBron, you're so right about this because even Coach Malone says it, and you've said it many times. It's one thing to have a coach trying to police the players. It's another thing to have a veteran player who can play that role as well because they'll listen to the veteran players. So when LeBron's in the middle of your locker room holding people accountable, that's such a gift, right? 
And I think that's what every coach wants. Isn't that what you wanted your entire career? You wanted that one player who was an extension of you? Oh, no question either. I mean, Chauncey Billups came here, and he took a team that was kind of in disarray early in the season. We were, I, I think we were somewhat confused a little bit on how we were going to do. And, and Chauncey walked in that locker room and turned it around in two weeks. It was amazing. I mean, how? I give him a lot of credit. How? What did, what, what did he know, do he, exactly? He just had to respect the players, and he was still good enough to take a team and demand, you know, he could play. You could play him with this bench and win games, and because he knew how to win. And I think, you know, it just, you know, I'm not saying we were a bad team at that time, but it was, it was, it was the great, I think, the best trade in my history of an organization. Hmm. And it all came to nothing about talent. It came down to mental talent, the leadership, put bringing a team together and holding them credible, saying the same things the coach saying, but with player language. Yeah. And the players listen to player language probably more than they listen to coach language. No doubt. Well, uh, LeBron's doing mm-hmm. things right now at the age of 33 that 33-year-olds aren't supposed to do. So I have to ask the question that everyone is asked these days. You uh, coached against MJ, obviously know him well, coached against LeBron. Who's the better player? Uh, skills? <laughs> talent? Size? I However LeBron. you would define it. <clears throat> well, I've been asked the question too many times sure. because I'm a North Carolina guy. Yeah, and so I've come up with this answer, and you're probably not going to like it. Okay. Michael Jordan is a champion. He's a champion competitor, and because of his competitive heart, I would probably take him in a game to win tomorrow. But from a standpoint of basketball talent and skills and athleticism and grading every aspect of the game, I think LeBron is probably a little better than Michael Jordan. Yeah, in terms of Please don't sheer... send that to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't disagree with you entirely. In terms of sheer athleticism, though, I've never seen anything like LeBron James. And and not to say Michael wasn't an athlete. I think I think sometimes we get dismissive of LeBron because he came and burst onto the scene, George, when he was 16 years old. Uh Michael Jordan, you know, when he was at Carolina, he was known, but not as well known. And I think people tire of a guy that you've known since he was a 16-year-old. And that almost works against LeBron James today. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it is fair. I mean, I think, I mean, the, to to realize that LeBron James has not won MVP of our league, what, for the last five or six years? That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. It is the most incredible. I mean, I know we always got to rally around Steph Curry. Or, you know, you know. I think we gave a, I remember Carl Malone won MVP one year when Michael, you know, when Michael was in the league and, we thought John Stockton was the most valuable player on Utah's team, you know. So we didn't even think he was the most valuable player on Utah's team, but he got the MVP at the NBA. So everybody has their MVPs. and uh, uh, But LeBron is a special, special player. Uh, the only thing negative on LeBron is, you know, he, he has failed in the NBA Finals, and Michael Jordan is 6-for-6, six six, and that's the yeah. one thing in my mind is glaring. Because I play golf with Michael, and I've been around Michael. He is the most competitive SOP I've ever played against. I think I'm a pretty competitive SOP. So, you know, he, he is just the guy. He, I mean, if they would play, if you could kind of fabricate a way of Michael playing LeBron in their prime, 
I would probably think Michael would figure out how to win that game because that's what he is good at. He's good. He's a competitive son of a bitch, and and, and LeBron is too, but not in the not in the category that I think Michael is. Very interesting. I posed that question Earl Boykins yesterday, and he had the exact same answer. He said those six titles, six for six, is the difference in his book. All right, uh, George. Quick analysis: Houston, Golden State. I just don't see Golden State losing. I know they don't have the home court, but they have the experience. Give me a scenario in which Houston wins that series. Uh, somehow, some way, it gets to the game seven, and it goes back to the home court in game seven. I think I think Golden State's got to figure out how to win that game before game seven. I think they will, as you said. I think they have too many weapons. Um the one way that I think Houston could win this series would also be a fatigue factor of of someone getting hurt. You know, Steph has already had an injury this year. Could he get hurt? If if there's an injury that goes one way or the other, I think the pendulum then swings very heavily to the other team. Hmm. Uh, nuggets down the stretch. I know you watch from afar. You you watch most games. H- how do you think this team stacks up next year? What do they need to take that jump, that next level? Ooh, they got enough talent. I think they need more senses, more basketball IQ, and more playmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe a tougher mind, tougher, tougher mindset at the defensive end of the court. But every coach says that. Every coach says, you know, the defense can always get better. But the one thing offensively is, I still don't think they have a real true point guard. And I, I'm a believer in the point guard, even though Jokic is a great point forward. He's a fantastic point forward, and they play through him very, very well at a high class. I still think the game is easier to play when the point guard's running the team. So when you say a true point guard, you mean a distributor? Somebody who's not a shoot-first guy? A guy that makes other people better every night, orchestrates the mentality of the team, and and then makes other people better by distributing the ball in whatever way he has to distribute Interesting. Sorry, uh, George, sorry about my, all my barking dogs. Here. It's it's quite okay. Uh, evidently, they listen to the show. Uh, last, what do you what are you up to now, man? I mean, do you want to get back in the game in some capacity? What's what? Haven't talked to you for so long. Uh, not since the book came out. So, what what do you have on tap? Uh, you know, I'm mentoring some coaches and hanging out in some gyms. You know, I am I'm, I'm still in the game, and yeah, I'd like to get back. I'd like to be affiliated with an NBA team in some capacity. You know, whatever definition is. I, I you know, I. I think I have good expertise. I think I have good experiences that can help teams. And if it's not as a head coach, maybe it could be something else, and that could be defined as an organization would come to me. Well, George, uh, you are a fountain of basketball information for sure. And if you uh, if you haven't seen the MoDoc, again, we all remember George as the coach of the Nuggets, but you got to watch this documentary to see George Carl as a player back in the day in the 70s when he had that long hair. <laughs> I didn't even recognize yeah. you, my man. I said, there's no way that's George Carl. That was George. That was George. Hey, bud, I appreciate a few minutes this morning. As always, love talking basketball with you. Okay, Vic. And, Vic, I want you to know that the, the Moa thing was done first class, and I think it's one of the best things Altitude has ever put out, maybe the best thing they ever put out, to be honest with you. And I congratulate you, and hopefully you'll do something else in the future. George, thank you very much. Kind words. Julie Brownman deserves a ton of the credit there. Appreciate it. That is George Carl, former Nuggets coach. Uh, as you can sense, he still pays attention to the game closely. I want to talk about some of the things he, he mentioned of the Nuggets and how the Nuggets can take that next step. 
He thinks the formula is pretty simple. Love the talent, need a little more defensive mentality. Every coach says that. But the point guard, that's the one I want to jump on when we come back. What do you do at the point guard position? You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Altitude 950. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Thanks, 811, for helping me plant my new garden. I couldn't have installed the new fence without you. Thanks, 811. Our new swing set is really being enjoyed. Thanks, 811. The service is free and easy, and within three business days, locators will mark your property for underground utilities so you can dig safely. Underground utility lines such as water, electric, natural gas, and cable TV are everywhere. Having them marked before you dig can prevent injuries or potential fines. Make it really easy. Download the free 811 app. The app allows you to enter your address, select the work you'll be doing, and submit your locate request in one quick and easy step. Click or call 811 before you dig and visit colorado811.org for more information. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Great coaches are leaders who fight for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now might be the time for you to make a change, one that will improve your financial future forever. Hey, it's Ryan Harris. And Nate Crackman for our friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary based consultants, the team that's Colorado family owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term, or even save you up to $1,000 a month. And it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals, including paying off high interest debt. I'm talking about a 10-minute call to get started and close in as fast as 10 days. Call today and let American Finance and coach you into a better home loan. The number 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or go online, AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. So you have a hungry sports guy at your house, huh? Big appetite? I got the answer for you, Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic. The dinners at the Black Eyed Pea always satisfy, whether it's the Texas-sized chicken fried steak smothered in jalapeno gravy or the big slab of Cajun catfish with loaded tots. Each meal over a pound of food. It's always a delicious full meal at the Black Eyed Pea with home-style sides, delicious rolls, and cornbread. Full-size meals for a hungry guy appetite. Give them a try at the Black Eyed Pea. Hey, it's Mark Mosher for Larry H. Middle Nissan 104th, your destination for the best deals in the state on over 300 Nissans, like the Rogue, as low as $249 a month. And this Friday, I'll be doing the Mark Mosher Show live at Larry H. Middle Nissan 104th for the huge pet adoption day. Come on out and adopt the pets. They'll pay half the adoption fee and set you up with a starter pet owner kit while supplies last. Best people, best deals. Come check it out. I'll buy 25 at 104th or online at LHMNissan104.com. Larry H. Middle Nissan 104th, driven by you. There's a lot to smile about these days. I mean, we live in a great state with some fantastic sports teams. Hi, this is Julie Brownman, and when you're enjoying all Colorado has to offer, smile like you mean it with Bowback Orthodontics. So I'm a little biased here. He took over my dad's own orthodontic practice. When my niece needs braces, that's where she's headed. And Dr. Bowback is a 20-year nugget season ticket holder. So obviously, I'm a big fan of Dr. Bowback. But I also know how important it is to get the right orthodontist to help kids, teens, and 
adults feel good about their smile. Dr. Bobak has successfully treated over 17,000 patients. He's won 26 dental awards, has over 800 five-star reviews, and has three convenient locations in Lakewood, Thornton, and Aurora. And this will make you smile. Let me save you $200. Make an appointment today for a consultation and a panoramic x-ray. And it's free. For straighter teeth, a radiant smile, and more confidence, head to BobakOrtho.com. That's B-O-B-A-K-Ortho.com. And smile like you mean it. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Who's the better player? Uh, skills? <laughs> Talent? Size? However you would define it. Well, I've been asked the question too many times sure. because I'm a North Carolina guy. Yeah, so I've come up with this answer, and you're probably not going to like it. Michael Jordan is a champion. He's a champion competitor. And because of his competitive heart, I would probably take him in a game to win tomorrow. But from a standpoint of basketball talent and skills and athleticism and grading every aspect of the game, I think LeBron is probably a little better than Michael Jordan. Former Nuggets coach uh, George Carl siding with his Carolina guy, MJ. Uh, interesting debate that never ends, it seems. Almost silly to ask the question, and yet we do. I do want to talk about... The other item that George brought up, when I asked him, what would he suggest next level for the Nuggets? What's the next step they need to take? Loves the talent on the team. Need to get a little more defensive-minded. But as he mentioned, every coach thinks that. But what about the last item? Need a different type of point guard, more of a distributor at point guard. Because it changes the way they play. Do you agree or disagree there? Well... They're a little bit of a unique team because they have a distributor at the five. Mm-hmm. So that, that becomes two guys that are out there that, not their main roles, but that, but that are out there being distributors. I don't know. I mean, who, who, who's a guy that falls into that category? Give me an example. Cause like Chris Ball is a great distributor, but he also can yeah. score. Sure. I mean, he put up 40 plus in the, in, in the decisive game in Houston's last series. So I, I guess I'm trying to figure out who's the guy. Is he talking more like a Rajon Rondo? That's a good question because look what Rajon did for that team yeah. in the playoff run. I mean, right? it, it changed. He took the, all the pressure off uh, Holiday. And allowed Holiday to become more of a scorer. And then obviously they have uh, the brow and it's it's the guy that, hey, we need a distributor to get him the ball so he can score and do his thing. I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily what I think is the Nuggets' number one need. I, I think they need, and we talked about it a lot through the season, I think it's more of they need somebody that gives them a little bit of nasty. A little bit of, I'm going to knock you on your butt. A little bit of, we're not blowing a 19-point freaking lead at home. Not on my watch. That's more what they need. I mean, would they have would they have won that game against the Clippers and not blown a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter if they had a better distributor? I don't know. I don't know. See, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to identify an available point guard, whether by free agency or trade, that could make them better at that position. And I'm struggling. Like, Kemba Walker's name's always brought up, right? He shoots. Kemba Walker, is a, he's an assist man and a shooter. I don't know if he's necessarily the answer there, according to his definition. Who is that guy? Well, based on the teams George had here and who he liked. Well, Chauncey. Yeah, but he also loved Andre Miller. I yes. mean, Andre Miller was his guy, right? And he would infuriate fans, but George was, he backed Andre Miller all the time. Well, I can tell you right now, if you put Andre Miller on this team, let's say prime Andre Miller and, and moved um, Jamal Murray over to two and had Gary Harris placing two and three, whatever. That'd be a good team. I, I, 
I see where he's going with that. Okay. Can you All imagine right. Andre Miller and, and Jokic? That basketball IQ on the court at the same time? Andre Miller, one of the smartest players I've ever seen. Well, my guess, based on George's history, is that's exactly the kind of guy he's talking about. Hmm. So then, based on that, you agree with him. You think if you think if you put Andre Miller on this team, well, that's a, that's a very prime, rare, unique player, though. How many Andre Millers are out there? Like, if, who's the Andre Miller of today's game? I don't know. That's a that, very that, good that's question. The point. That's a very oh, good wow. question. Wow! Breaking news. Hit the button. This warrants the button, please. Somebody hit the breaking news button for crying out loud. This breaking news on altitude 950. Just in the middle of that conversation, I asked George Carl how would he have handled the Toronto situation with Dwayne Casey and DeMar DeRozan. According to Woj, the Toronto Raptors have fired head coach Dwayne Casey. He's done. Wow. That tells you uh, they didn't like the way he handled it. I don't think nope. it's about that one situation. I think it's about this team um, un- being unable to get over the hump. And it wasn't just that they got beat in the postseason. They got swept. As the number one seed in the East, they got swept in the second round by a team that is one guy, admittedly, arguably the greatest player to ever play, and a bunch of dudes. You know the bigger story, too, that not only did they get swept, they quit. They quit on their coach, they quit on themselves. And when you start quitting and management sees a team quit, well, someone's going to pay the price for that. Yeah, no, and, you know, is it all Dwayne Casey's fault that they quit? No, I mean... I, I, a coach doesn't make you quit. You make yourself quit. But you can't get rid of 12 guys or 15 guys. You can get rid of one. So somebody's going to take the fall, and even if it's just to send a message to players or whatever, this doesn't surprise me other than the fact of, man, he led them to the number one seed in the East, and he got fired. Wow. A little bit coach like George. 57 wins here, coach of the year, and it wasn't enough for George to keep his job. It's all about what you do in the postseason. And it's all it's about all, expectations. You know, exactly. That The latter part of your statement, I think, is more true. It's how you manage the expectations. And if the expectations are, okay, we're going to compete for a playoff spot, fine. If the expectations are, we're going to compete for a championship, and you can't get out of the first or second round, that's when things get heated. That's when things get iffy. That's when things get somewhat um, controversial. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's whether or not you think you've hit your ceiling with this coach, right? Like. I don't think the decision to get rid of George Carl here was wrong. They, they, it was Groundhog Day. They were doing the same thing over and over and over again. Just because since then they've, they've struggled and they haven't got back to the playoffs doesn't mean that was a wrong decision. It was more where they went right after George that was wrong. It, it does give you perspective though on what it was like, right? We talk yeah. about it all the time. When yeah. The playoffs were a given and the atmosphere and the, the sense of being there. Right? It was a given every year. We knew you were going to be there, but as a Nuggets fan, were you honestly any happier getting 10 more days of basketball and losing in the first round and being frustrated than you were this year when the season ended in Minnesota? It was the same. I think it was more disappointing to win 57 games than lose to the freaking Warriors because they had their big man get hurt. That's a high-ranked disappointment. I mean, disappointment is disappointment. If you're asking me, do I want the playoffs? Hell yeah, I want the playoffs. I think at some point after whatever – Eight out of nine years or whatever the string was, that was, it was Groundhog Day and it was, it was getting more and more and more frustrating. Now it's just like it's getting to be Groundhog Day. Look, the Nuggets have missed the postseason the last two years by a game. Mm-hmm. Now I know they won 46 this year and it's like 89% of the time that gets you into the playoffs. I understand that. And it, they, they took strides this year and made steps, but they again missed the playoffs by one game because that's the exact same scenario as last year. It's more frustrating. It's, it's frustrating. That's what it was with George. It was just like, we are 
on a treadmill here. It was time to make a change. They just made the wrong change. I just think this offseason is going to define where the Nuggets go next, obviously, because they've got to ink Jokic to that long-term deal. That's coming. But then what? Where do they go after that? Do they spend on Will Barton? Do they let him walk? What happens to Wilson Chandler? There are a lot of unanswered questions here in the next yeah. few weeks. Yeah. A lot. The off season is going to be interesting in Denver. I got to read this before we go to break because uh, yesterday we did the list of all lists, right? Uh, and my list was the top 10 Colorado annoyances. And uh among my 10, I don't even remember the list. Do you guys remember what I had on there? Oh, yeah. The mountains, lightning, what? snakes. What else? Uh, oh, here we go. I got it. I brewery trucks, guy. Trucks. Big truck okay. guy. Yeah, in order. Real estate snakes. prices. Traffic. Jacked up highway system. Lightning and snakes. Beer snobs. Double wheeled, ginormous diesel truck guy. Hiking people. Dog park people. Mountains overrated. Natives who tell you they're natives. And uh, the weed. So that was my list. So I just got this uh, this text in from our good friend Kyle who said, I have this recurring nightmare that I'm living in another city in an overpriced house next to a freeway and working at an aquatics and critter store teaming with snakes. End up running through a lightning storm to go have a craft brew with my cousin who drives big monster trucks. This is when I usually wake up to my machismo shirt soaking wet. And as soon as I fall back asleep, I'm right back in my nightmare. No, I'm hiking up a large hill in my Patagonia, and when I reach the peak, it's a huge dog park, and everyone's laughing hard, giggling like a bunch of drunk Smurfs. And once past the dog park, I find myself in the mystery of Rocky Mountains where thousands and thousands of people start bragging to me that they are natives. At this point, I'm exhausted, and I just lay down and smoke a huge fatty. Then I die. That is very well done. <laughs> what a weirdo. Tied it all together. Come up next, the, uh, the more you know, what is our subject matter today? Microbreweries. Oh, in honor of uh, yes. item number seven on the top yes. ten list. Beer okay. snob guy. Beer snob guy. You might want to pay attention because Manchester's got some information for you. That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Here's what's in play on Altitude 950. Warrior Games. Be there to support our nation's heroes as they compete in 11 Paralympic-style sports. June 1st through the 9th at the Air Force Academy. Witness it. Visit DODWarriorGames.com for more info. Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family-owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers in Mississippi. They're a AAA approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three-year, 36,000-mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kinsautoserviceinc.com. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50. And now is the time to talk with your kids about the dangers of alcohol, marijuana, and other drugs, including the misuse of prescription drugs. Start the conversation and let your kids know that you want what's best for their future. Find conversation starters, tips, and other resources at speaknowcolorado.org. Now is the time to talk. Visit speaknowcolorado.org to learn more. 
Hey, sports fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage. That's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401k. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. When you're 6'10", you like big stuff. The bigger, the better. Doors, chairs, bathtubs, taps, shoes. That's why I'm so excited. My Marine Pro partner, Pal Goodfellas, is offering their biggest energy efficiency rebates ever. Up to $2,700 back on a high-efficiency Marine comfort system. Goodfellas owner Michael places a big priority on keeping your home comfortable in all seasons by providing expert service and installation, quick response times, and low financing options. For more on Ream and utility rebates, go to ReamProPartners.com. Do you have glaucoma or high eye pressure? Are your daily eye drops interrupting your life? Local doctors are conducting a clinical research study of an investigational dropless therapy and are in need of participants. You must have glaucoma or high eye pressure in both eyes, be at least 18 years old, and have not had surgery for your glaucoma. Qualified participants will receive study medication at no cost. You will receive regular study-related eye exams by an eye doctor throughout the study. No insurance is needed, and compensation is available. For more information and to see if you qualify, please call 1-866-MY-EYES or visit eyecarestudy.com. That's 1-866-MY-EYES or E-Y-E-C-A-R-E-Study.com. Limited space is available. Call or visit today. Visit eyecarestudy.com or call 1-866-MY-EYES today. Here come the Rockies. The Milwaukee Brewers will be spending a long weekend in Colorado, May 10th through the 13th, and the Rockies don't plan to be pleasant hosts. They may be brewers that call Miller Park home. This may be Coors Field, and indeed, Miller Coors is actually a real thing. But these two beer cities will not be clinking mugs on this occasion, even if it is Mother's Day weekend. And speaking of, your mom told us she would love tickets to this series. So visit Rockies.com slash tickets today to see Nolan, Charlie, Trevor, DJ, and the Rockies take it to the Brewers, May 10th through the 13th. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. I've been working at this bar for two months now, and i got to say, these people are really into their craft beers. Can I get a Pooch Daddy Say song? You guys got any Blue Caboose Barley wine? One doppelganger doppelbach. You know, it's got that woody top note that I always look for. High glass, please. Hey, yeah, can I just get a pale ale? A stale ale. Christian Bale ale. Oh, that's hoppy. Oh, yeah, it's real good. And it comes in the fedora. Can I just get a beer? It's not hard. Just give me a beer. I don't care what you put in it. That was number seven on our top ten Colorado annoyances yesterday. This morning, we're going to take it a step further. We welcome in Manchester's The More You Know. Manchester knows how to use Wikipedia and beyond. It's time for The More You Know. 
All right, guys. So microbreweries is today's topic because, uh, Vic, you took them on yesterday. You were upset about them. This is one of the many meccas for microbreweries. Um, microbreweries produce a small amount of beer or root beer. You can also do root beer. Um, not necessarily its top seller, but the movement began in the 1970s in the UK, spread to the US really in earnest in the 1980s. Uh, do you guys, uh, know the name Fritz Maytag? Does that ring a bell to you? Maytag? Is that like a dishwasher? Nope, not the appliance guy. He, uh, he's largely credited with starting kind of the microbrewery, craft brewery revolution or resurgence here in the States. He acquired Anchor Brewing Company, San Francisco's Anchor Brewing Company, Anchor Steam, uh, in 1965. They were going out of business. They were floundering. He bought it. The turnaround and him making that successful was sort of the turning point in the U.S. beer market. Up until then, it was nothing but Bud, Coors, Michelob, you know, the big breweries that produce the largely uh, unflavorful beer, if you ask the uh, the beer snobs. Another big moment. Can we shorten this segment by chance? Another big moment was when Jimmy Carter deregulated the beer market in 1979. Now, a lot of this was done uh, so people could brew beer at home. Uh, he, he changed the amount of beer that you could brew and it wouldn't be illegal, et cetera, et cetera. But when people got to brew beer at home, it turned into a hobby, created a lot of these people who became interested in the process. They were experimentation and eventually they turned into people who were like, Hey, I should do this maybe on a larger scale and sell my beer or their buddies came over and they liked it. And they said, you should, you should bottle this and sell it at the store or whatever. Uh, in 1982, Grant's Brewery Pub in Yakima, Washington opened. This was the first brew pub, which a brew pub is where they brew it, brew the beer on location, on site, at the restaurant. This brought that back into the mainstream, something that dates all the way back to the Revolutionary War times, colonial times. That was the thing, that the restaurant would always beer, brew their own beer. It kind of went away, came back in 1982. Here's some crazy stats for you. In 1979, how many breweries, that was when Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter, deregulated the beer market. How many breweries do you think there were in the United States in 1979? 200. I really don't care. How many do you think there were? 200? 200. There were 89. Hmm. Ballpark. How, how many do you think there are today? Uh, I'll say a 1,000. 5,000. 5,200. There were 89, and now there are 5,200. That's a, that's an amazing uh, growth uh, growth curve. All right. Does that include Schlitz? It does. The Brewers Association defines a craft brewery. As a small, and that's what microbreweries fall into, brew pubs do. A craft brewery is a small, independent, and traditional brewery. Small is less than 6 million barrels per year. Independent means 75% owned by the craft brewer, not owned by a big conglomerate or big company like InBev or one of those. And traditional meant that 50% of the volume consisted of innovative ingredients. But in March 2014, the traditional part was removed. So now it's just, hey, you got to be small and you got to be independently owned. That allowed Yungling, is that how you pronounce it? Yungling. Yungling, uh, to now qualify as a craft brewery. So, let's see if you guys can name the five biggest craft brewers in the United States. I just fell asleep. Number one is Yingling. They're out of Pennsylvania. Number two, Boston Beer Company. You know what they make? Beer. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Thank you for participating. One well, person is actually engaged. I appreciate this. Sierra Nevada is number three. Isn't nope. that that fake beer? Nope. Number four is our very own New Belgium. That's number four in the United States. And number five, it's Spotzel. They're famous for making Shiner. They're out of, they're out of Texas. 
All right, the uh, the big boys have started getting involved in the craft brewing uh, business. They've, they're investing in companies like uh, Widmer Brothers, Goose Island. Marty, have you heard of Goose Island? It's a Chicago-based beer. 312, yeah. There you go. So they, that's Freaks. actually Anheuser-Busch or InBev that, uh, that got in there. There are three kind of regions of the country that are most famous for their, their microbrews. Or Does this, this segment come with free beer? Where they're, where this is the biggest. Can uh, I the, start drinking yet? The Midwest, so that's where you get, uh, like, uh, you know, Goose Island and some of these. The Mountain West, that's us in, in this kind of area. And Which then the, the show end. And then, <laughs> And then the Pacific Northwest, which is uh, is really where it, it has sort of taken off. Uh, the western part of the United States has the most microbreweries. The Deep South has the fewest. Any guess as to why? Uh, Whiskey. Moonshine. They have the most outdated, some might say, or strict laws in terms of what you can brew. Uh, and the big thing was uh, alcohol by volume. Right, so they had a, a limit of five percent alcohol alcohol by volume that you could brew down there. Most microbrews, or a lot of microbrews, are above that. They have since raised that to now ten percent. So you're starting to see a flood of microbreweries popping up in the deep south, Mississippi, kind of the next state that's uh, that's getting onto this radar. All right, what yeah, city like taking college stats class? All what over city again. in America do you think has the most craft breweries? Denver. Denver. No. St. Louis. No. Chicago. No. Based on uh, what I just told you of where the oh, where they're oh, most the prominent. Birmingham. Atlanta. No, that the deep south has the fewest. Oh. What did oh. I say had the most? It's my Boston. birthday weekend. The Sorry. Pacific Northwest. Oh. So take a guess. Uh Seattle. God. Portland has fifty eight. <laughs> All right, there are five Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> when does this end? <laughs> There are five states that have the highest number of breweries per capita. I'm going to make you guys guess them. Five states, breweries per capita. Colorado. They're fifth. Good, you got one. New Mexico. Nope. No. Oregon. Florida. Hey, Oregon is third. Good job. Florida. Fine. Alabama. Louisiana. Washington. Vermont is number one. Mm. Montana, two. Oregon, three. Alaska, four. Part of that is there's not a lot of people up there. And Colorado, five. Uh, Vic, you'll be interested in this. The most popular style of craft brewery? Indian Pale Ale. An IPA. What does that mean? Uh, What is IPA? What is that? It's real hoppy. It's real hoppy. What does that mean? You got a lot of hops. I don't know what you're, it's a different language, you people. There's a high percentage of hops in there. Um, alright, let's get to the, uh, the local part of this. All I can think of is McLovin and Superbad trying to buy the thing. He's like, I like the hops in there. (laughs) More than 10% of craft beer in America is brewed in the Centennial State, right here in Colorado. 10%. What about we, Bush beer? I'm watching a commercial right now with Bush. We have 230... Ice cold Bush light. 230 plus breweries in the state of Colorado. 230. Are right there here. more breweries or dispensaries? I don't know. That would be a good stat. I didn't have that. Because you know me, I'm not really big on stats. That's a great question. Are there more Starbucks, dispensaries, or breweries 230. In the state of Colorado? 230. It would be fun to try and check them all off and, and test and try something at each of them. All right. Now, there are a lot of them, though, that have turned into pretty big brewers at this point. See if you guys can name the top five Colorado-braced craft breweries. Coors. Why don't we see if we can go to break? I already told you this one was fourth in the country. IPA. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So number five is Left Hand out of Longmont. Is that a stout? Uh, no, they brew all kinds of different kinds of beer. Mm. Avery Brewing is number three, or sorry, number four. Great Divide is number three right here in Denver. Odell up in Fort Collins is number two. Is that and that fake beer? 
Number one. That's O'Doul's. That's closer. Oh. That's closer than Sierra Nevada. And number one in the state because they're number four in the country, so it would make sense that they're number one in the state, is New Belgium. I once drank like two glasses of that fake beer thinking it was real beer, and I felt drunk. O'Doul's? That's yeah. what we call the placebo effect. Yeah, I'm serious. Right? I was like, yeah, I'm hammered. Yeah, it's fake beer, dude. <laughs> I'm still hammered. There actually is a small amount of alcohol in it. Oh, okay. Now I went to a distillery. Oh my, my God! When does this answer? <laughs> on my trip to Kentucky, fascinating, fascinating how they make whiskey. We may have to save that for another time. I think I kind of talked about it one time when I told you about what that. What is he doing? Not documentary neat, which was just really, really interesting and pretty uh, fantastic. So uh, I'll be uh, bringing up some <sighs> uh, some questions from this. So what Great. president helped spark the craft brewery boom? What president, guys? Uh, I mentioned him twice. Roosevelt. Uh, Obama. <laughs> Jimmy Carter. Ugh. So people who say, hey, Jimmy Carter wasn't a very good president, call BS, say balderdash, mm. say poppycock. Okay. If it weren't for him, we'd still be back in the day where there were 89 breweries and they all brewed the same you-know-what. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm done. And now we know why Manchester skipped first grade. <laughs> in a nutshell. Those uh, are seven minutes I will never get back. I thought that one was probably a solid B plus. You know, if you do the more you know on subject matter that I, I have some care about, maybe, but I, I, I don't think I've ever been inside a, a brewery, of a, a, a micro, I don't, I don't care. It's not, I mean, to those people who have them and love them, great. Vic, I, Vic, here's it means the thing. nothing to me. Here's the thing, and this is, this, this is a solid, you know, friend to friend piece of advice. Yeah. Uh, you need to expand your horizons. That's the whole point of this topic. Is I don't like this, the taste of beer, segment. dude. I'm one of the rare dudes. I don't like beer. Fine. I'll, I'll drink it. I'll so, drink it. I don't like it. So try this, and this is what I did. Once a week on Netflix, watch a documentary where you go, your initial reaction is, God, that sounds awful. Watch it. Try it. Just do it once a week. See what you think. See how it changes your life. I don't like the taste of beer. And people on the text line are lighting me up right now. This goes back to when I was a kid. I, I've never liked it. I don't know what it is. It doesn't. It doesn't meet my standards for my palate. I guess I don't know. It's an acquired taste. I just acquired it quickly. If you gave me a, a choice between eating a a Jolly Rancher or drinking a beer, I'd, I'd eat the Jolly Rancher. It tastes better. Now back in the day, beer was a way that people were like, well, what am I going to do with all this extra grain? Well, I guess I'll make some beer similar to what do I do with all this extra corn or rye or whatever they made whiskey. It was a way to, it was sort of like liquid food, but I didn't want to go into the history of beer. This was about microbreweries, not beer. That, that could be a whole nother more, you know. Yeah. Please stop. I think we're going to, can we talk about the rundown next time about getting rid of that segment? <laughs> sure. Yeah. When we come back every uh, Friday, Vic. You may thanks, Manchester. You may have missed it, but a coaching change, big time coaching change, a firing that took place during the course of the show. Uh right after we were done talking to George Carl, the irony of it all, we'll discuss when we come back. There I was, pushing up off of the floor, and I kept hearing a crack, crack, crack in my elbow. Shooting baskets, crack. Crack, crack in my elbow. My elbow was in pain and I needed help. And I turned to my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. 
It's your boy, Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, here to tell you about my fantastic experience with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. You can have your outpatient appointments, surgery, lab, x-rays, and even MRIs right there. And I didn't have time to walk around and find three different MRI places, wait six months to get this pain out of my elbow. No, I needed help right away. And Center for Spine and Orthopedics helped me right away. They have internationally renowned spine surgeons, foot, ankle, and wound care, as well as veterans in pain management with nearly 30 years of experience helping patients manage their daily pain. Go with the best and go with the Center for Spine and Orthopedics. Give them a call at 303-287-2800. That's 303-287-2800. Or visit them online at centerforspineandortho.com. Hey, homeowners, listen up. Interest rates are rising, and experts agree they'll continue to rise. So you need to seriously think about refinancing now before rates go up more. The longer you wait, the more interest you might pay. So if you even thought about pulling cash out of the equity in your home to pay off credit cards, car loans, or purchase an investment property, you need to make the cash call now at 855-875-CASH before mortgage rates rise anymore. Cash Call Mortgage can still refinance your loan at a low fixed interest rate for a flat fee of just $995 and will pay all third-party closing costs. Call 855-875-CASH today to begin the quick and easy process. We close most loans in less than 21 days to get you the cash you need fast. That's 855-875-CASH. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Corp, DBA, Cash Call Mortgage, One City Boulevard, Orange, California, 92868, NMLS, 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms, conditions, and restrictions. That's 855-875-CASH. Great coaches are leaders who fight for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now might be the time for you to make a change, one that will improve your financial future forever. Hey, it's Ryan Harris. And Nate Crackman for our friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the team that's Colorado family-owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term, or even save you up to $1,000 a month. And it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals, including paying off high-interest debt. I'm talking about a 10-minute call to get started and close in as fast as 10 days. Call today and let American Financing coach you into a better home loan. The number 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or go online, AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. I protect my family and the environment by the safe disposal of unused or expired medications. Take Meds Back is important to every Coloradan. The program allows everyone to participate in the safe disposal of medications. It's easy to do. Convenient drop boxes for medications are located in participating pharmacies and police stations throughout the state. Learn more at TakeMedsBack.org. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. 
Summer is coming and so are the deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is your destination for the best deals in the state on over 300 Nissans. Like the Nissan Rogue as low as $249 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, get complimentary maintenance for one year with every purchase. Off I-25 at 104th or online at LHMNissan104.com. Driven by you. 2018 there's a lot to smile about these days. I mean, we live in a great state with some fantastic sports teams. Hi, this is Julie Brownman, and when you're enjoying all Colorado has to offer, smile like you mean it with Bowback Orthodontics. So I'm a little biased here. He took over my dad's own orthodontic practice. When my niece needs braces, that's where she's headed. And Dr. Bowback is a 20-year nugget season ticket holder. So obviously, I'm a big fan of Dr. Bowback. But I also know how important it is to get the right orthodontist to help kids, teens, and adults feel good about their smile. Dr. Bobak has successfully treated over 17,000 patients. He's won 26 dental awards, has over 800 five-star reviews, and has three convenient locations in Lakewood, Thornton, and Aurora. And this will make you smile. Let me save you $200. Make an appointment today for a consultation and a panoramic x-ray. And it's free. For straighter teeth, a radiant smile, and more confidence, head to BobakOrtho.com. That's B-O-B-A-K-Ortho.com. And smile like you mean it. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Was Dwayne Casey right in benching DeMar DeRozan? He was right basketball-wise, yes. Uh, was he right because of the NBA protocol of your your best player, your high, most highly paid player, your probably your most successful player? Um, you know, he, there's got to be a managing of his ego and his approach. The great player doesn't mind being benched, but ego management's becoming big and a bigger and bigger part of uh, coaching in the NBA. Those comments were made by one George Carl at exactly 9:06 a.m. Mountain Time. Two minutes after those comments were made, coincidentally enough, word came down that Dwayne Casey has been fired as head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Whether it had anything to do with managing egos, managing DeMar DeRozan, or just getting swept in the second round of the playoffs. Whatever the case may be, uh, the Raptors are looking for a new head coach. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. A lot to get to in this final segment. It is field day all across Metro Denver. My uh, 12-year-old's got field day right now. Wife keeps texting me to show up. I, I, I can't bring myself. I don't know. I don't know if I will go. Manchester, your boys got field days well, right? Uh, my six year old is today and the other ones okay. are next week. So our power five question was, um, a base case scenario. If you came up with the new events for field day, what would they be? I mean, actual events that you can utilize in everyday work. Uh, hedge fund guy came up with this. His field day events, five of them would be timed burpees. Burpees are hard. Mm hmm. Deconstructing an income statement and balance sheet. That would help. Yeah. Cook a meal for yourself without mom's help. I could have used that. Mm-hmm. An IQ test, Wonderlick or whatever. Spackle texture and paint damage drywall. That hits all fields. Yep. You're exactly right. Very that, useful. That, that is perfect, hedge fund guy. Should have thrown in maybe fix a, repair an engine or something. Rebuild an engine. How about balance your checkbook? You guys yeah. could learn that. That would be a better field day right there, those five events, than the ones that they're holding right now. What are some of the events now? I honestly, this is going to sound terrible, but because of what it's turned into, 
I have never been to a field day for any of my three sons. I went two years ago, and this is when I, I lost it and started periscoping, and, and I got in trouble by the school district. I think I saw an event where they just had the kids standing around. You just stand there. See who can stand. Just stand. Okay. Who can stand still just the longest? Standing. I, I don't know. I, I, I saw one where just people were standing. Well, and it wouldn't even um, have been the longest because that would have been a winner and somebody would have been eliminated. Yes. Oh, it's a lot of team stuff. It's a lot of team activity. There's no longer individual stuff. Right? You know, this is very 2018, Vic, because we've gone like on, on a lot of things. We've gone to two separate extremes. So when it comes to sports and athletics, field day is this way, where it's just a joke. There's absolutely no competition to it. Yet I have a 12-year-old right now who is spending six days in Oklahoma City for a gymnastics meet. Right, ultra competitive. Ultra, ultra competitive. Yeah. So there's the two extremes. There's no middle ground. You're right. No middle ground. You're exactly right. At all. Well, they're just taking it out of the schools. Yeah. It, you it's know, it true. used to be. It used to be part of school. You know, everything's getting taken out of the school now. Someone's offended by something. Well, whether get, it's prayer, whether it's the pledge of allegiance, whatever. Everything's being taken out of schools now. Field day has been completely sterilized by the school systems. Well, and the argument would be, yeah, but the kids are having to participate in these overly competitive leagues, sign up for it, and they know it, versus Joey who can't, you know, walk and chew gum, and he has, he gets embarrassed at gym class and field. Day. Oh, well. All right, well, there's the kid who gets embarrassed having to go to the board and do math, too, and he still has to do it. My, my comment back to those people who said that, do you think you'll go through your entire life not getting embarrassed at some point? Right. That's exact. That's the exact right way to look at it. And or having think, to do something yeah. you're not qualified do, do, do to do. Do you think a child at one? Do you think if you take a four-year-old child, do you think that child will go through his or her entire life without crying or without getting hurt? You know, like my my, uh, my my brothers have young kids, and I tell them all the time, but they're so damn protective. And I get it. I say, dude, you realize that in the course of the next ten years, you're going to be making trips to the hospital. That kid is going to break something. You're going to have stitches in the head. It's coming. So understand that. It's, Let just them a ma- have field it's day. not a matter of if, it's when and what. It's happening. Yep. Let them have field day. All right, before we bring on uh, Marty for the mistakes we made, uh, this is what we do every Friday on the show. HW goes deep into his arsenal of texts. Is that what we're doing right now? The terrible texts. Were you mean enough to make the cut? It's this guy's deal. Terrible texts. All right, we'll just do a few here really quick. Uh, I love beer, but that segment was terrible, Manchester. That just came in. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, 3936 says, does Manchester have any friends? We should really keep doing this. Both these segments. We should do these back-to-back every Friday. And Trent said, I can't wait for the top ten list from Manchester of things to do in Shreveport. <laughs> Shreveport comes up again. So that's it. That's your collection of yeah, terrible texts. They're all from, the, from week. the last four minutes. Good wow. work. You went you went deep there. Uh, Vic, you've been I, really you've been holding on to these. What, you walk around with a Manila folder, the texts all week. I won't tell you the whole context, but during a commercial break today, Will uttered these words. That's really not what I want to do on my birthday weekend, because he was asked to do something today. Uh, I'm tempted not to go to your birthday party. <laughs> I, I just because it would be it would be openly promoting what you're doing. I, I just can't promote that. And I'm all for birthday weekend. I'm all I celebrate an entire month for crying out loud. I don't use it as a reason not to do my job. 
Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not doing terrible text today. I'm just going to pick the last four that came across the text line because it's my birthday weekend. I have an oh, eye on the bad. clock. Uh, uh, all right, let's, we got to get to Marty. Marty, uh, Marty, when's your birthday? I don't know. Let me know because you won't come into work that day. Let me know. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. Presented by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service. A full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com. Marty? Uh, my birthday's in June, and I won't be here for 30 days. Yeah. Perfect. My, my kind of style. I like mm-hmm. it. All right, we'll start with uh, James trying to say Joey Votto, then Vic ridiculing him for about 30 seconds. Let's hear. Or Story, or Votto, or whoever. And you got you got options. Votto. Hey, Votto. I had the emphasis up, on Votto? Votto. Joey Votto. Votto. That's what I What's said. Up, Votto. <laughs> hey, Joey Votto. That would be awesome if he went as Votto. Joey Votto. All right, and this one took some research. Two days ago, Will made the following prediction. Let's hear this. Uh, I lean towards Golden State in probably five. I was going to be more of a laugher. And now let's hear today's prediction. You're just sleeping on the Rockets. The Rockets are not only going to win this series. They're well done, Marty. Maybe five. It's, such... oh, it's his birthday week. You know, yeah. he's, just, he's not committed. The Rockets in five and Warriors in five. Yeah, I changed my mind. <laughs> series doesn't start till Monday. We'll see what oh, I say then. Good. All right, and that's it for me. We had one late Shreveport reference at the end there. Marty, uh, I didn't get to ask you earlier. What did you leave on the cutting room floor during Sugar Fix? Uh, two years ago today was when Paxton Lynch graced the cover of Sports Illustrated as the successor. Remember that? Wow, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Mm-hmm. That's how I, irrelevant Sports I, Illustrated is anymore. I did not know that. Uh, yeah. On this date in 1984, the movie The Natural was released, so Marty, you missed that. That's the a baseball error. movie? Yeah, y- yes, it's a baseball movie. Time now for our Fired Up finale as we uh, fire up the weekend here on Altitude 950. Woo! This is the Fired Up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Well, I would say this. Sports and fandom in general is totally based on feelings. It's right? all subjective, man. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you a Broncos fan because you really analyzed it and blah, blah, blah? No, you grew up here. Uh, they were on the TV. You saw your parents get excited when things were going well. You wanted to be part of the fun. Like, give me a break. I mean, come on. I'm going to sit down and analyze this like it's four stocks, and I'm going to decide which one to buy. Yeah. Yes, sir. Another successful weekend here of radio. Talk radio on the Big Altitude 950. If you missed the George Carl interview, we'll play that back at some point. You can also check it out via the podcast. Up next, it is Hastings and Brownman. Uh, and I lost the piece of paper. They got some, some guy from Houston talking about the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. For James Manchester Merrill HW Will Peterson, Jesse Trujillo, Marty O, I'm Vic Lombardi. You have yourself a great weekend. I'm off to Coors Field. Altitude 950. Rewind. Seems like you couldn't really locate the heater. And then as the game wore on, just a little inconsistent with the breaking ball, you know, the curve and the slider. So, you know, a little uncomfortable the whole night from the get-go. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, home of the Colorado Rapids. Coming up on Saturday night, the Rapids...